All right, you ready to get this thing started? Let's get her going. All right, let's go. Through the mud, chasing bucks on the ground, bring them back to the barn. It's time to throw down. Chase turkeys off the roost, way back in the pines, just a few miles down from Natalie County sign. If a pig comes around, we blow a hole right through. That's how we roll down here in the 352. Hey guys, welcome back to the 352 Hunting Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Johns. And as always, we got Mitchell Hyatt and a room full of guests tonight. Yep. We've been, how long have we been talking about this one? I don't know. A few weeks now. Yep. Month. So, let's go ahead and introduce our guest. Well, we've gone up and hung out with him a few times. Well, actually once. Spent a whole day. I was supposed to go stay for an hour or two. Took my idiot dog up there to go hang out with him. And most of y'all here is giving him a hard time a lot of times on here. We got old Mr. Huck Huckabee and Fitlow from Emil Creek. So glad these guys got to make a chance to come down, even though they decided to wait till five o'clock and come down through I seventy five traffic in Ocala. Didn't get here till eight o'clock. Yeah, we'll have fun with it. Well, yeah, we'll run as long as we can. Not a good idea. So look, it's been a couple weeks. You're throwing out my legal name for me not showing up. You're bitching and complaining. So I said I was coming, we're here. Yeah, well, we're gonna have a good time. Drink a couple beer, shoot the shit. I'm pretty good at that. Maybe we can get Logan to tell some stories for once and hop on a podcast. We'll see how it goes. She's here. Brought the dog with you. I did see that. He's out there guarding the truck. He sure is always. I almost brought shithead with me, but I said no. I ain't bringing him in here because he'll have everything in here tore down before we get started. Yeah, I wouldn't even. I wouldn't even. The time I got Porter, the time I got Porter in here, we got the headphones on, and all of our headphones be jerked off. Yep. So, but I know we kind of missed a couple of days. We kind of skipped a week there and weren't able to get a podcast. You're still recovering over there from your sickness. I've been sick for a week again. So we've been trying to put it off as long as we could, so you weren't coughing the whole time. I was sick last week, then we did hay again. Yep. And we got that going, which we're going to do that again next week, so go ahead and be prepared. I already got another 20 acres lined up, knock that down starting Sunday. But, yeah, it's just sickness. You don't want me in here coughing in hackers. So I'm still going to cough, but I'm better. I'm 10 times better now than I was a couple of days ago. Yeah, I was, about, least, I was about dead. At least we got some people to talk to, so I ain't just sitting here talking to myself. Listening well, I'm over to here cough. coughing my brains out. Yep. So... We're going to change it up a little bit this week. Um, we're going to do our questions here real quick, and then we got some other news that we need to add into this. Um, this one's pretty big. Um, well, we talked about there a while back. Yep. So I finally got everything worked out. Um, <clears throat> let's go ahead and do the cor- questions, and then we'll run into that. So um, we'll bring you all in on this, and we got a couple of questions and let you all answer some, and then we'll – roll on from there That'll work. so like always um questions brought to you by primo knives you still beating on yours over there you i got guy? mine tonight i already took my shower because these late fuckers decided to show up late so i already <laughs> took my shower from my knives in my pocket over there but it don't worry i used it to chip rust off the trailer earlier so it still works and then i used it 
on a water saddle, on a saddle for a water line. Used it yesterday for scraping glue off. So, I You're using it. Oh, That's God, sure. that thing's been beat to shit, and it still works. Yep. So, um, let's go with, I think we've already answered this, that what inspired us to start the podcast, it was kind of, you mean, listen to other podcasts, thought we had our own kind of niche that we could get into, and that's kind of how we got it started. I think, I don't remember what episode it was we got on here and answered that question. Yeah, we already answered it once, but I don't know. I listened to Jonah do a podcast here and there, yonder, and it just, he was like, hey, listen to this, and I got listening to it, and I wanted to damn near start a shotgun. So I said, look, we can do a better job than this, and we've got some funny stories. Let's knock this thing out. And he kind of ignored me there for a couple months like he usually does. And I just finally I said, look, I'll pay for everything. I'll buy everything. You run the social media. You do the social media part, and I'll do the financial part, and let's get this thing fired up. We'll be 50-50 partners in it. And he finally hit me back and said, all right, let's do it. And I said, well, send me what you think we need. And he sent it to me, and I ordered it, and we started it the next week. Yep. And we're – this is episode 35. Jesus. So, I mean, we've – you can just see of all the, the hats and banners and stuff that we've got throughout this 35 We've given episodes. 99, there's only 1% of the stuff in here that we've, well, we've given away almost everything. We have not kept almost anything no, for ourselves. No, I mean, you're talking thousands of dollars worth of stuff up to this point. You mean, between stickers and hats and grunt calls and everything, just with this whole DC Sim stuff that we're doing with that deer mount giving away weekly stuff so yeah it's come a long way you mean like sitting here with him with them you mean we wouldn't have been having this conversation right here with them if it wasn't for this podcast nope so i have even well we'll get into it later but yeah i got an idea for us and huckleby over here yep so let's do one we can bring everybody else in um he um had another listener ask about since Thanksgiving's coming up, you like oven baked, smoked, or fried turkey? Let's go with y'all. Boy, you better fry that thing. We in the south. There you go. Yep. Yep. Same. My, you? my mom's always baked them, put them in the oven. But <clears throat> ever since, I mean, there's ever since meeting Jacob and his all of his family, southern cook southern. Grandma don't cook nothing that ain't fried or. Yep. It you know it's it's a whole new culture being in the South. You gotta fry it now. That's all. That's the only way. It's the only way you can do it. Deep fried, baby. Yep. No, my old man over there, he can take a deep fry the shit out of one. I don't know how he knows how to do it, but I guess he's seen enough houses burned down in his day in the fire department know how to do it properly. You don't want to get on this trend where you put it in the microwave. I mean, you could, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna ask, has anybody seen where they do that? greaseless frying now Mm-mm. where they'll take it and it's almost like a air fryer like it's an air like, almost like, like a giant air fryer where they'll air fry a turkey was greaseless hey i, mean, I love I my air fryer now okay i, I love want, my air fryer i, want I would never put all a the calories in it i'm gonna fry the turkey but i love my air fryer yeah i haven't i actually got one an air fryer yeah look at you you growing up being an independent <laughs> boy oh god all by yourself 
single man. He just it changes the ball game faster. for cooking when you can just throw something in it and you ain't got to deal with grease, you ain't got to <laughs> deal with getting pot bite, nothing. Air fryer is her favorite lunch item over here. And then we also have the Instapot. It's the best. Oh, see, I don't, I don't mess with Instapot. I don't trust it. Oh, yeah. Well, I've known a lot of people that have blown it up or... I oh, we'll send that some not bitch out of here like a cannon. Not correctly used it. I'm like, no, I had, away. I had an instant pot. It yeah. grew legs and left, but I still got the cord for it. Yeah, it was your ex-wife, she dumbass. She come in here and took all the shit out of your house and left the fucking cord to it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Caliber <laughs> of women you marry. So what did that hateful bitch leave you? Cords. Okay, cords. Nice. Everything. Cords. I got cords to a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Divorce papers and a Sounds like a winner. Well, she took all the good stuff, but still had to get on Amazon and buy cords for everything she took because she forgot they were freaking cords. Um, Let's go ahead with the third question here. This one's for me and you right here. We've been running this one for about two weeks now. The kind of top five state you want to hunt and what species. And we're doing number three this week. Do you remember what your other two were? Mine was a deep south Texas whitetail and then a giant caribou. Yep. And then mine was big Canadian whitetail and then a Hawaii turkey. What's your third there? Probably, tell you what I've always really liked. And when I went up there and seen it in person... I went to Alaska for a couple of weeks for vacation, and we flew a bush plane around some of them state parks, and them damn big-ass, like, doll sheep yep. with the big curly horns on them. Mm-hmm. I think that would be cool as shit to shoot. Now, I couldn't bow hunt one. I am, I'm no Levi Morgan, but I would center punch one with that big rifle of mine. I think that would be cool as shit to go kill Go up there and just, because the damn views are unbelievable. Yeah. Go up there and hunt a big doll sheep. Yeah. I really want to go down to um, go like when it's they're full fledged rutting in September. Down shoot an elk in New Mexico. Oh yeah, New Mexico, yeah. Arizona, they say are studs. Yep. So get out there when they're really rutting real hard, screaming, and so I'll let y'all go ahead and throw one out there. Dream y'all's hunt. Is, y'all's gonna have something to do with wings. I know that. Oh yeah, I'm gonna go to Argentina and kill me a. Blue, purple, teal. <laughs> I don't know. I have to think about it. You go. Uh, <clears throat> I got a couple bucket list hunts, but outside of feathers, um, I want to kill a big bugle and elk. That's that's on my hit list. My buddy sent me videos. He lives in Wyoming. He runs a podcast as well. Really good people. And uh, Man, I just want to hear one screaming, breaking trees, just just coming in hot. I mean, they say it's the closest thing to, you know, almost like turkey hunting or I would insinuate duck hunting. You're calling, you're having a conversation with him, trying to convince him to come to you. So, outside of feathers, I definitely want to do an elk hunt as well. So. Um, well, considering I haven't actually shot a deer, I'm not... Uh you know, gonna go all big and mighty. So I'm gonna shoot my deer first, but um, I wanna go to Texas and shoot all the ducks that I can. Oh, 
Yep, I knew one of y'all were going to be some kind of wing or something. <laughs> Texas. Yeah, the 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 Texas coast is unreal. I mean, you can hunt all the divers. You can get into your pintails, and depending on what parts of Texas, you know, north and west Texas you get, you get into some, you know, you change all the species up. The state's so big, the variety's pretty nice, so. Didn't you say your uncle's got that place down there in Mexico that he's got, like, 100,000 acres, and there's, like, two ponds on this whole fucking place? Yeah, it's like going over there, and you're, like, sitting over there by Orlando International Airport, and you're just looking up, and you just see the planes all circling up there, ready to come down, and that's what it is. There's just, like, layers of ducks, as high as you can see, and they're just circling, trying to get down to this one little pond, and it's, like, a complete runway. When they come in, you just shoot them, they take off, here comes another set, and you shoot them. Right back in. And it's just, and, but you shoot hundreds a day. I thought. Yeah, and like down there, they're <clears throat> once you get across the line down there, once you get in actually Mexico, they don't have the rules and regulations like we do here. We have here in the states, and it's just, you mean them guys come down there, and when they first, when my uncle first went down there, he went and bought a bunch of eight seventy Remington eight seventies. And within the first year, Slap wore them 870s out. Like, I mean, the stocks were falling off of them, so he went and had to buy Benelli's. And he gets, um, he supplies the ammo, and he, um, they buy them by the, by the truckload. Yeah. So I've seen pallets of ammo being dropped off. Yep. And, and 870s wore, I mean, the barrels melted down on 870s. You can yeah. still shoot lead in Mexico, too. You can shoot whatever the fuck you want up. You can shoot buckshot at them yeah, for all they sure give a they shit. I'm pretty sure they don't have limits either. So you can no, I've seen, I seen a pickup yeah, truck. I mean, you can just shoot until you're tired of it, which I think I seen I a, don't think He showed me a exists. picture. I think it was a, like a pickup truck, like an F-250 pickup truck mounded with ducks. I believe it. You will work a bird dog to so, death out there. I guess, I guess that's uh, that would be my next hunt <laughs> is to go fill a pickup Full of I just want to go to Mexico before he sells it. Yeah. So. Right, well, shit. hey, let's get it on the books. I heard shit can get a little <laughs> western over there, though. So. Well, yeah. It's only like a couple miles over the border. Yeah, but no, he's already had like two or three trucks. They'll just pull up and go, "Hey, get out of your truck. You gotta get out of your truck." And they'll just drive off with it. Brand new, fully loaded, Chevy Silverado. Man. So. And, and what are you gonna say to that? I'm not getting shot okay. over a truck. I'm exactly. No, we have insurance, buddy. Yep. So, well, you want to kind of move on from here? Let's keep moving. You want to, what do you want to do a giveaway this week? I haven't even planned on this. I don't know. Don't ask me. Okay. I just, that's not my department. <laughs> I told you that is well, well above my pay grade. He can barely come up with a keyword. And much less remember it at the end after he tells you in the in the middle of it. So don't give him too many too many jobs. Yeah, I don't I don't work this operation here. I just I'm just I'm just spokesman. You wanna go ahead and do another shirt? We'll do a shirt. Yeah. We've done one so far. I, I got them stickers at the house. I got some podcast stickers too that we had made. Let's do that. Let's do a shirt and sticker. Um we'll let you come up with another keyword here in a little bit. So before we get into it, what we'll start doing is usually if we have a guest or something, we get into the main portion of this podcast. Gotta take a little bit of a break or whatever, but how we're gonna start doing it is we um, 
we've made this in the works for a while and we we had peter from florida camo on here and here i don't know, i think it was episode 18 we had him on great guest i mean i know y'all know him pretty well and um i've been speaking to peter and stuff and been working out some details and stuff so i think florida camo is going to come on they're going to sponsor the podcast from now on um we're going to start working collaborating with them on a lot of stuff um going down and doing stuff with them maybe try to hit some of these shows and stuff with them guys and just trying to build a relationship with them you mean we already have we've already somewhat built a relationship through just everybody you mean talking with with huck here and then peter and then we've had conversations with general turtle and y'all went and seen them all over at the expo and then you mean just everybody ties in together and i didn't think it was going to be like this like you just look at all the guests that we've had on this podcast from lower florida to huck to ray martin to you mean just every old jake blue and we got a song out of him yeah but they all everybody like probably over half of all the guests tie back into florida camo and two-thirds guarantee you two-thirds yeah so you mean we just and everything that we have heard about peter and the whole gang that they're all great guys and I know you said it when we first started this, probably even on episode one, that we're not going to align with people that we don't agree with or we don't think their product's good. So, you mean, it tells it right there that we we believe in Florida Camo and we're going to stand behind them. We're going to do whatever we can to help them out. Yeah, I love that. Them guys have been good to us and we'll be good to them. And I think they see that we've been, I think they've kind of worked with some other people and it didn't quite work out with them and, they've kind of seen that we're here for the long run with it. Yep. And, you know, we might miss a week here and there with being work and sick and everything else, but we're still going to – we're still consistent every week. And we've got big things after this giveaway. We've got big things coming behind this giveaway that's going to keep launching us forward behind it. It's already pretty much set in stone. So yep. we're absolutely. here for the long run on it. Yep, absolutely. So, yeah. So you all definitely be hearing a lot about Florida Camo from now on. I don't know. You mean – we ain't got no set date or no set time of running this. We're going to continue to run it as long as they're happy with what we're giving them, and we'll keep doing it. Oh, yeah. So, all right, you want to get into this one? Well, let's do it. All right, we'll let y'all just talk shit and do what y'all normally do. All right. So, where do y'all want to start? Let's see if, Let's see what the woman's got. Let's see if she'll start with a story from North Dakota. Well, yeah, so let's start with that. So, y'all just got back, what? three weeks ago or whatever from North Dakota. Y'all were up there for, what, two weeks? Freaking off. It, it was two weeks of straight hunting, but three weeks overall by the time we traveled up there and, and got back. Of course, on the way up there, you're so amped up, ready to get there that you're, you know, you're driving, just driving, driving, sleep in the truck a little bit, drive some more, you know. Uh, on the way back, there was a lot of sleeping and resting. We stretched it out. I think it ended up taking us three days to get back. Um, overall, though, great trip. I hate driving in snow. I hate the cold. <laughs> Absolutely had a blast. So. We all went head deep into cold and snow. and all It has that. to be cold up there. There ain't nothing up there to stop the wind. Yeah, I not, think uh, if we would have drove straight north, we could have been in Canada in an hour and a half. So... Yeah, when it got cold, it got cold. It started raining, and that temperature started dropping. I woke up about two hours later. It was just completely snow. 
walked outside. Nope. Went right back inside, turned the heat on. Mm, I'll get up tomorrow. So let's go ahead. Let's hear some kind of story about Huck throughout this trip. Is there yeah, let's a hear good fit, one? Let's hear Fit Loves Best. Of course. There's always good stories about him. Um, I don't know. Y'all put me on the spot. I don't like being put on the spot. <laughs> go on and tell him after uh, I, I worked that dog in that little homestead when I tried to turn around in that field after it had just melted all that snow and everything was wet. Good muddy mess, wasn't it? Oh, she said, don't do it. And I said, no, we're good. The front tires hit it, and we just started sliding. I put it in four-wheel, and we had the dog trailer. Man, I just let her eat, and it looked like the dog trailer. I had took the damn a mud bog. I mean, it was just asshole to elbow mud, but I didn't let off of her, and we got out of it. <laughs> we, we were so far out of town that... I don't even know if a tow truck would have came out there or you would have just had to wave a farmer down and hope that someone was able to snatch you out because I was in the, that big F-250, man. It, that and that dog trailer plus all the weight, the water and all I had, it would have taken a small act of Congress and a long-ass chain of rope to get me out of where I would have been stuck. So. And at that time, we didn't have any of our buddies with us that were up there, so... We were literally by ourselves and would have been in some deep shit if we had gotten stuck. Oh, she's already giving me an earful, and I'm just like, shut up, let her eat. The only way we're getting out of this is if I stay on the on the throttle. Mm, punch that traction control off and let her rip. You had to. All them new trucks got all that. Them old trucks, man, you just hammer down. <laughs> you ain't gonna worry about that hunting truck out there. You just... <laughs> You just punch it, that thing will go. That new truck out there, that company truck, that son of a bitch, it won't go nowhere. No, if it if it slips at all, it starts shutting stuff down. I get the sand out there, that thing's done. I just leave it that. That thing's that thing's a good yard ornament here at the house. Yep. So, where did y'all stay when y'all went up there? Um, they had these cabins. They had these cabins that they ran out. I'm not allowed to name drop, so people don't uh. Reserve all of these cabins because it was a new spot. But um, around, I'll say around Newtownish, they had new new cabins built. I'm already getting yelled at for saying that, so apparently I'm not. I don't think there's to too many anymore. people that listen to this podcast going to North Dakota to burn up. Really worried about it. So <laughs> hey, next look, question. You guys are no one's allowed to know where we stayed. Top secret. Ain't nobody's allowed to know what his name is either. <laughs> <laughs> it's just all it's all public land up there um they have plot lands available which is public land access and then um if it's not posted up there electronically or physically you're legally allowed to hunt it like we we jumped off in a spot i'm airing dogs out literally hammering stakes in the ground off a of fresh corn field and uh my buddy that was with me he's off working a dog Probably 75 yards from where we are, jumps up about 160-inch, eight-point. It was just bedded down right there. And you could have legally been, you could have legally killed him if you had, you know, your deer, your deer tag and all that. But <clears throat> So y'all so, hunt public, so there was public land that shows. Y'all didn't go up there and hit like an outfitter or anything like that. That was all no, a it was self. All, it was all um, do-it-yourself type stuff. 
just pull up and, and kind of try it. I had a trailer full of dogs, so uh, we had we had plenty of option as far as running pointing dogs and, and trying the upland side. And then there's plenty of water access if you wanna, you know, if you wanna piddle around and try some ducks, you got that option too. So we. We dabbled in a little bit of both. We spent a lot of time doing a lot of upland beans. We had so many dogs with us and, and uh, customers' dogs up there. We were trying to get on a lot of bird contact. And, man, it was it was well worth the trip. All the dogs really did good. Um, took them a little bit to figure out the whole wild bird and the new terrain we were on versus what we are. There's a lot of wide open country up there. Um, a lot of field edges, stuff like that. You got to figure out kind of where these birds are, and the fresh snow helped us out a little bit. So while I was freezing my ass off, we were able to harvest more birds after the fresh snow. So I was thankful for it. The dogs, the dogs were freezing. My poor pointers. You let them out after if if the sun wasn't up dude they were shaking like a damn leaf up there on 60 mile an hour wind like i put, guarantee they about got put over my ass back in that dog trailer with that hay yep. and then sometimes i'd open it up and they just roll over and look at me and roll back over like no nah. we ain't getting out today boss no nah, no thanks and that wind up there you don't think about how I didn't think it would be that big of an issue, mm-hmm. but when there's no trees blocking like 25, 30 mile an hour wind, that stuff gets howling up there. So, yeah, I've been up to North Dakota and South Dakota again on vacation. We went up during summertime, but we got in the Badlands up there. It, there ain't shit. There ain't. I'm telling you now, it, the wind gets to howling. There ain't nothing stopping it till it gets to the fucking Mississippi River, damn near, or it hits the Rocky Mountains. That's the two damn places it's going to stop. Yep. The guys we went with, they uh, they made it over to the Badlands from where we were staying. and uh, Apparently, all they found was porcupines because in the first few minutes, their dog had a few contacts, and I think by about the fifth contact on a porcupine, that dog had enough. Yep. <laughs> so four grown men were holding the dog's mouth open, holding the dog down, and pulling, pulling quills out. All the way down his throat. Mm-hmm. There's no vet out there. No, there ain't, no, there ain't nothing Even out there. Even if you find a vet, that vet's going to cost you an arm and leg, and the only thing they're going to do is rip all the quills out, send you home with some antibiotics, and they'd have a good day. Yep. Talking about porcupines, I, my dad's told me a story because they used to have some out there in Colorado where they hunted at. And some of the hunters that they hunted out there, they um, they went up to the to the local bar right there in town and went and got freaking drunk or whatever and was coming back and they had the bright idea to pull over and they this guy was going to kick this porcupine and i don't even know where the like the good outcome to this damn where this was going well i guess he was like almost like half legally blind we well, went to go kick this freaking porcupine and kicked the damn rock and broke his damn foot but I don't even know where the good part was. If you'd kicked the damn porcupine, yeah. then you would have had. It's like old Ron White said, "Bad idea, or bad idea number one, beat the shit out of bad idea number two. Yeah. So yeah, that was. I, I don't think there's a real winning situation. In no. That, in it's a damn porcupine. It's like going around kicking a skunk. Yeah. What the hell are you gonna win with that one? I just want to know what he was drinking because obviously it was some damn good stuff. Oh yeah, they porcupine used to get... rocking. It was Colorado Colgate. 
I yeah. tell you, one thing they did do up there that was weird, man. They put a pickle in their bush light. What? Yes. You gonna start this trend over there, old bush light? No, I keep them in business enough. This is my. <laughs> He said uh, this, he can't look. fit a pickle in his can. Oh. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, we can put a pickle in a can if you want, but here's some at the house. Don't try it. You'll cut yourself. Yeah, I'm telling you. <laughs> I mean, no pickle can. I hope tried it. He said it wasn't that great. Just mm. stick to a lime. It was. A oh, little, I thought you meant it, putting it a pickle a in a can. So, if we... So this is a thing they do up there? Apparently the pickle. Apparently here. so. I don't know. I tried it once. It was a little weird to me. I'm not going to lie. Drinking it up. One, it was a canned bush light that you poured in a in a glass mug, and then your pickle was in it. So the whole time you're drinking, you're getting slapped with this pickle <laughs> on. I'm, you know, I'm not going to say anymore. So. Yeah. Yeah, you better stop by your head. I was one pickle and done on yeah. the bush light there and just drink my bush light straight after that point. Yeah. So <laughs> so what else weird stuff did y'all see up there that we don't do in the South? Mm. Weird well, people. that whole pulling up and hunting um, on private, non-posted land to me was... You feel like you're doing something illegal. I drove around for a whole day. We were waiting for someone to come out and like I was nervous. Shoot us! Like, yeah, what I'm are you doing on, here? Waiting Nobody on someone cares to come up wave there. a gun at me. You know, they don't care. That's and that's just I'm like you. I was born and raised down here. That's just the weirdest thing to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you go rolling in my yard to start turning dogs loose. We're gonna be mowing dogs down. Uh, yeah. So we we pulled up to one spot. It had a it had some ducks on it, and it was cut cornfield and. Legally, we didn't have to ask permission to hunt it, but I happened to see a family out in the yard playing and stuff with a bunch of kids, and I said, man, let's just pull up there and let's ask. You know, it's kind of the right, I feel like it's the right thing yeah. to do, you know. So we pulled up there, and the lady invited us in her home. Her and her husband were in there sitting down, and uh, I was like, hey, would you mind if we, uh, you know, we hunted your place? She said, well, where are you guys going to hunt? And I pointed down at the little pond they had in the middle of their cornfield, and I said, you know, we may scrub around and try to shoot a couple pheasants. She said, well, as long as you don't get up here close to the house, I have no problem with it. And I appreciate you asking. You're the first person that's ever asked. Hmm. And not that we saw a lot of people out there, but to think about, you know, that's legal and people can kind of just roll up and hunt without permission and, sometimes take advantage of it you know it's just nice to kind of show folks that i don't know i guess we got a little bit of that southern hospitality and still we want to go ask for permission and make sure there ain't someone gonna greet us with a gun or roll up and be like hey get the fuck out it's my place i don't care what they say you know because in the south you roll up hunting on somebody's property chances are you're gonna get greeted with a gun yep you get western quick. Yeah. Or, or you're going to meet a guy in <clears throat> some green jeans. Yeah. Well, green jeans going to come give you a visit. Yep. But, yeah, we we uh, we got a visit from green jeans when we were up there. Why don't you go on and tell that, that story? We did. Right? So we were, um, found this nice little mallard hole, and it was, what, the second, second or third time we were hunting it? 
probably. So we had hit there a couple of times and we're like, this is really nice. We're going to come back. Never got bothered. Haven't, haven't seen Game Warden nothing since the whole time we were there. Mm -hmm. So we're setting up, setting up in the hole. Got our, got our ducks. Come to find out he was parked up the road. Said that he was watching ducks drop. So he's like, okay, they're successful. He can see us enough to see the ducks are flying and dropping, so he knows we're shooting, and obviously he can hear, hear us as well. So he comes rolling up. He said, I was just at this other spot over, checking out some other people. I didn't see no ducks drop. So I moved on, and then I found y'all. <laughs> y'all was dropping ducks, so I thought I'd come say hey and check y'all out. Well, my one buddy was there, and he was literally just spectating. Uh, in North Dakota, you can only buy a duck permit if you're not a state for two weeks. You can choose how to split it. It can be in week increments, but or you can do it the whole two weeks. Well, he started before we got there because temptation, when you see a bunch of ducks, is real bad when you got the itch. So he started a little early, so he was already done. Well, I had handed him my gun and all the ducks and told him to go go get the truck. I was going to start cleaning stuff up and getting the girls' stuff together because mm -hmm. uh, you could pull the truck down there and, you know, load things up. So I'm getting stuff ready. I send him over the top of the hill, and he's got a shotgun in his hand and a couple limits of ducks in the other hand. So Game Warden's sitting at our trucks waiting, and when he comes over the hill... What do you think the game warden thinks when he sees a guy carrying a shotgun and a load of ducks? <laughs> so my buddy, as soon as he greets him, he's like, I know this looks really bad, but this is my buddy's gun, blah, blah, blah. So he pulls down there. He's uh, having a conversation with me. Well, Logan was walking around the pond edge looking for a duck, and you couldn't see her because of how tall um, the, the grass was all around there. So he couldn't see the other person. So the whole time he's talking to me, he's thinking my buddy's full of shit. And he's like, where's this other person? And out of nowhere, Logan's like, boop. I found another duck. And we're like, okay, well, come on over here. It kind of looks sketchy that you just all of a sudden appeared out of nowhere and the cops are over here checking us. So he starts going through his normal routine and, this was the first morning that we didn't actually drive. It it had um getting into this hole there were some nasty hills and it had snowed and, and with all the snow and all melting the road was just a shit show. I mean you had to lock in four wheel drive and give it hell to get over most of it. So I said, Man, let's just take one truck. So we all jumped in his truck, not thinking I didn't grab my wallet, didn't grab my ID, didn't grab my duck stamp. Ducks are federally protected, so you got to carry that duck stamp on you no matter what when you go duck hunting. Well, luckily, this officer was a really nice guy, and instead of writing us the $200 version of this ticket, and he only wrote us the $25 ticket for not having our duck stamp. So, if you're listening to this, Huck's advice of the night, always carry your duck stamp, will you? Mm. Mm. So is that all y'all pretty much got out of that one? Yep. 
We weren't over our limit. My buddy got away scotch clean because we only had three shotguns down there and we only had enough limit for three people. So we weren't lying. <coughs> it just looked really bad when he rolled up. Yeah. yeah. They always, it's always like that. <coughs> You're not trying to do anything wrong and then all of a sudden right there. We hunted, we hunted all year last year dog hunting. The one day we went down this one fucking road, three game wardens show up. We ain't supposed to be down this one road. We ain't been on the road all year. It's like they got, it's like they got fucking alarms for that stuff. Yeah. They're like, uh, let's, you know, temptation, let's try it today. Yeah. No, let's not. That happened to me, uh, some young kids were playing in a little wet weather pond over on the state land beside our plantation, and I saw the state over there mowing some lanes and all, and I said, you know, Johnny boy, he's going to be riding around checking that place out now that he's got some fresh lanes and he can't scrape up that brand new F-250 or that Chevrolet that they got. Yeah. Because you know they can't drive nothing old around. They got to drive that new fancy stuff. Everything's brand new. So I see these kids stuck. I pull over there and I'm like, hey, kids, I'm not telling you what to do. I think it's great that you're riding a four-wheel around, having a good time, not outrunning the roads, acting a fool. I said, but just so you know, Johnny Law's been riding over here, and if he catches you over here, uh, destruction of, of wetlands is not a – it ain't just a mudding ticket. They, they take that stuff serious. So no sooner did I go uh, – did I go get my Jeep, get some chains, get these kids pulled out, did he just appear out of nowhere about the time I got everybody unstuck? I'm like, oh, that's convenient. Mm-hmm. You just showed up now that everybody's not stuck. Well, he was like, oh, I was in the woods listening. And I said, well, why didn't you just come over here and help? Yeah, come fucking help you us. You didn't hear the conversation where I told him, hey, Johnny Law's been over here. And he was he almost wrote me a ticket that day, but... uh I guess you can say he took it in the kindness of his heart to not write me a ticket for trying to help the kids out and used it as a learning lesson. But, yeah. It'll happen. It'll yeah. happen quick. Don't show up. It's when you think they're not there, they're there. Yep. Mm-hmm. Our place in Georgia, there's one game warden in three counties. We don't have to worry about a whole lot up there. But? He will show up. I have seen his ass in town. Many a damn days. Like you said, about the time you think they're not there. Don't ever think he ain't there. I guarantee you, boys, he's there. Well, and if he's not there, he's close. Apparently, I heard they're using drones now. I tell you, the most... I mean, I know Florida does, but I don't know about other states, but I've heard of Florida doing it, that... Social media will get more people in trouble for doing stupid stuff yeah. than anything. So, you mean, yeah, why? I mean, how stupid are you gonna be? Like, oh, I'm gonna shoot a deer, shoot something, or shoot over a limit, or something like that, and then post it on social media. You're like, I mean, you're asking for it, not just they don't have to see it. You got an enemy or somebody that's pissed off at you, that's all it takes. Yeah. Back home, there's a couple boys. We we lived uh, just north of Eglin Air Force Base, which has got some, it's got some fine bucks on it. And they had just built an overpass. 
these kids were the closed section was right around that overpass. They were shooting them big bucks right along the highway there, cutting the heads off of it. What got them caught was ragging on social media. Like you said, the wrong person was pissed <laughs> off. Them game wardens would go check on them tips. And, buddy, they paid for that. But the number of deer that they just shot and cut the heads off of make you sick. Yep. And some of the biggest Florida whitetails I've ever seen because them, them bucks right there would live in that closed section unless it was <coughs> does were in heat. They weren't leaving that section. They knew. They know exactly where they were and where they were at. Oh, yeah. And there's a lot of places, state land, just these parks and stuff like that. I bet you go over here to so – we got Lake Louisa State Park right here, and it's been a state park for many, many years now, and you know there's got to be some big old deer in there now there's at this point. A bunch of guys on the back side of me over here that don't hunt, got big old damn ranches and stuff. And a couple of years ago, our local game warden, which is we're really good friends with him, he busted two guys, two young boys over there, shooting bucks across the damn swamp pond over there and they shot one and that's what got him in trouble it, it, one spotlighted one shot him went out there and got him loaded him up well they went by one of the damn rancher's house and the guy recognized his truck well the he rec- the rancher recognized a truck coming and going back and forth well they caught him one day going back down in there well he'd already let the game warden know hey this is what's going on Game warden come in there, caught him out there, shot another big one, and the game warden blue lighted him. Well, one hauled ass, the one that shot hauled ass. Well, the other one got caught. Well, the one that got caught snitched on his friend and told who his friend was. Well, it wasn't much longer later. He, they, they caught, they caught up to both of them. And the very next day, the one ever found him. He was, he was almost up to my back fence up here, but he was a, about a probably 18 20 inch wide eight point and that was the second one they had shot they didn't even know about the first one but when they caught the boy with the spotlight he snitched and told him about the first one that they'd shot so then they got caught with both of them and so they got i don't know i think they they both got permanent lifetime bans on ever possessing a hunting license got the truck took the guns took everything got took from them and i think the one pulling the trigger served some time they don't, they don't play. They don't play. And you think that's bad, come down here and kill a damn turkey out of season in Florida. That's one thing they love. The, uh, the robo deer. Oh, shout out my buddy Jeff. <clears throat> bad choices. But, uh, yeah, he was riding down the road and seeing a good buck out the window. and Well, he put that old shotgun out and filled it up. Next thing you know, blue lights were on. Out him, the truck. Yeah, that ended up costing him a couple grand, and he thought he was going to lose his hunting rights, and he did yep. for a little while, and was able to get them back. But they don't—that's one thing they don't play about. Don't do dumb shit. Don't shoot off the road. Don't, don't shoot your neighbor's shoot deer off the road. Don't shoot your neighbor's <clears throat> deer. And these big deer that you're talking about that are in those little WMAs that are closed and stuff, them, them game wardens know what them bucks look like. Yep. They get on social media and they get posted <clears throat> pictures. It, it don't take long, especially some of these bucks that's got some really unique characteristics to them. They stick out like sore thumb when they get on social media. I mean, Lower Florida posted one that was hit up there by me that it damn sure looked like one I got on camera. And it 
wasn't too far from where I was at. Um, luckily, not my buck. He's still alive. He's still walking around. But uh, good to have the same genetics. Definitely. I mean, you're on same, some big old cornfields, though. Same exact genetics. Yeah, there's a couple big cornfields. Do they? Do us. they? Cut that corn for dry grain, or is that like a haylage for a dairy around there? Or do you know? Do they combine it with a regular combine? You're asking too many farm questions that mm-hmm. I don't know. All I know is they let they let it die. They let it pretty much die, and they stop. turn it into feed. I'm pretty sure is what is what happens there. That's what I was wondering. I don't know if they chop it for silage and make for like a dairy around there, or if they actually combine it down and take the corn out of it. No, I don't think they combine and take the corn out of it. I think they use it for a dairy. There's, dairy. A, there's a couple big dairies there around us. So yeah, I that's be what surprised. I would figure. Yeah. Well, then, silage corn doesn't have an doesn't have an actual ear to it. There's no actual ear of corn. That then that that's got that's what it's got to be because I it, noticed they, they, it doesn't have like real ears big ears on it. And stuff it's like that, just like little. Corn. They they grow it for the plant nutrition. So that's what it's for. It's for the tonnage breaker. So. I know we talked about y'all's trip and stuff like that. What else y'all got going on as far as y'all's, you mean? I know you got all your training. Are y'all still big into that? Y'all got hunts rolling around here? I know. We, we got that big tower shoot coming up in <clears throat> December. We got one in January and February. Um, looking forward to those. Trying to get a, um, a couple guests in. I got some buddies that play country music that pick the guitar a little bit. We're going to try to have them come out. And maybe play after a couple of our shoots and then this year we're doing something a little different instead of doing a cleanup after our tower shoots um the day following we're going to do a driven style pheasant shoot where we're going to put some more birds out and uh kind of do like we were up in north dakota get us a good line out and uh make a good push get some flushing dogs and, and see how many of them loose birds we can get up on top of putting out some birds so should be a good time we're looking forward to that and We've been nonstop. I had a double today. Got some hunts this week. Um, been fortunate finally in some damn cooler weather here. So everybody kind of wants to hunt around that cooler weather. So it's been it's been nice, nice change. We've been nonstop. Uh, fortunate to have a kennel full of dogs in for training as well. So we're 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 balls to the wall right now. What? Let me ask you this: What pays the bills, the hunt or the dog training? Um, it's kind of a catch twenty two there, cause well, it's, it's both. It's both, but I mean, hunting you have a season for it. So yeah, we're we're kind of we're kind of we keep our dogs and so training. The, so the the dogs are are like the mailbox money year round. Year round, you're gonna get, get that check every month from that client to keep that dog. It's not gonna be you're not gonna hit a home run off of him. But he's gonna have that check every month that yep. you've got him there. That's your mailbox money. Yep. But then your hunts get you that little extra above. That's your savings. That's your going out of town. That's your Christmas fund. That's. Yep. That's what gets you through the year, right there. Yeah, we're no, uh, <clears throat> we're no millionaires, but we live life happily. We do. We do what we want. We enjoy what we do the people we've met through including you guys we've been real fortunate and and to where we've we branched out and we've met a lot of great people doing so so while i'm not uh financially a millionaire i'm a millionaire when it comes to all of my friends and goods and places i've been and people you know i've met along the way uh 
some of the places I've, I've been to and actually hunted, your your checkbook couldn't buy your way into there. So, you know, it's it's all about how you want to live your life and how much uh, happiness you want to have. And I feel like we're, we're at the point in our lives where we realize life is short and we want to be happy every day that we're here. So Yep, you can't yep. take the shit with you when you die. That's right. You better enjoy yourself while you're here. That's right. Because tomorrow's not promised. Getting that truck on the way home and something could happen to us. And uh, I can say that if I left today, I had a great, you know, I left. A hell of a run. I had a hell of a run. Hell, I had somebody shoot my Jeep today. I've seen, seen the story or whatever for that. Man, what I... What happened here? <laughs> so, you know, being in my business, you're going to get a lot of people that are inexperienced upland hunters. They're just getting out. They want to yeah. They want to enjoy a hunt with family members. Today it was a, an uncle and a gentleman in there. He told me he had never upland hunted. It was all new to him. This was a new experience that he was going to be trying to figure out. And uh, I can generally figure that out pretty quick. With uh, They've shot shotguns, shot feathered creatures before. You just how you shoulder the gun, how you present yourself, how you walk, a little bit of everything. Um, it seemed, seemed like they were just little new to it trying to figure things out so we get into i think it may have been the first set of birds or maybe the second set of birds and uh bird gets up left to right and flies almost across the guy's barrel um and when it flushes it flushes i I had the jeep parked away so we we have a jeep wrangler with a dog box so you guys know what i'm talking about kind of paint a picture um, with some bucket seats on the on the front and then the driver and passenger. Um, on the sides of the dog box, it has storage. And luckily, we do have their storage compartments and it's solid aluminum there. Because when I tell you when he swung, he center punched. <laughs> the side of my dog box, he center punched it. And, you know, I shouldn't laugh. I'm thankful that nothing bad happened, and he didn't even realize he did it. I immediately knew when he swung his gun over there what happened. We we moved on <laughs> hunting. When we got back over the Jeep, I just, you know, I pulled him to the side and said, Hey, man, I know you're new to this. Just know behind this dog box is one of my best dogs. Luckily, you see this right here? It saved you from a big vet bill and me and you from having a a very bad relationship because that dog means a lot more to me than what your checkbook does so you know there's always good and bad um experiences in in my line i've been almost shot more times than i can count i've had my buggy shot more times than i can count It, it it happens people get excited it doesn't surprise me anymore i know how to professionally handle it without being an asshole the old me probably would have chewed his ass the day would have been over from where it started i would have said pay me and have a good day but i've learned they get you nowhere people i mean he really didn't mean to we kept hunting for the rest of the day i think he had three or four shots that he he could have shot but he pulled off of because he was cautious so he learned something today he had a good time they only harvested five birds total out of um 
I'm not going to say how many birds they saw because... It was beginners. It, it They were beginners. That's what we're going to go with. They shot a lot of shells. It was kind of like going to the uh, clay range. Like yeah. when we were all together and we just shot a bunch of clays and all the holes on the ground. Yeah. That's about how many shells they shot today at five birds. Yeah, well, at least the clays, we could water swat them. I don't think they could have hit a ground swat with mm-hmm. these quail. I mean, they weren't even shouldering their gun fast enough. Then they brought a, um, their own dog out, and silly me, I I sent him right into one of my biggest coveys that I knew was going to be hanging out there, and it was kind of a test or fail situation, and I shouldn't have done it to him, but that dog gets in there, and he goes on point, and they're kind of... <laughs> Taking their time, thinking these are pin-raised birds. These were not pin-raised birds at all. These birds have been out for months and gotten with my wild birds, and there's a covey of about 50 of them. So if you step on a twig the wrong way, they're gone. Yeah. So that dog went on point, and they started fiddling, trying to get themselves together. Well, that dog decided to take about two more steps, and when he did... The party was up and going. All those birds got up and took off. The old man was cussing mad at his dog before it started, <laughs> and I had to apologize and say, "Man, I kind of set him up for failure. So let's let's get some dogs out and go shoot some birds. Well, shoot at some birds is what I should have told him because that's what we did. We, yeah. we did a lot of shooting at them. I got an so idiot. Much I got an idiot. I could bring you in. You can. I guarantee you he'll jump in the center of them. He'll, be, he'll become a bird. Oh, he'll he'll grab one. I guarantee you that dog will grab one. I almost promise you he'll grab one. I watched him grab that one that boy shot up there that day in the midair. He, that dog's just he's just a wild ass. So, but. So let's go ahead and um, <coughs> I know we've been running here for a little bit. I know we need to get throw out this keyword before we get too far in it. What do you want to do this week, there, Gomer? My favorite fucking word every time I see it come up on my damn Instagram story. Fitlow. I don't know what it is about it. I see that damn word. I'm like, oh, I know who that is. It so, makes me giggle every single time. So let's, okay, so that's what the key word's going to be. It's going to be Fit, Fitlow. Fitlow. F-I-T-L-O. All right. So Fitlow. Is there a story that's okay to talk about this? Where did Fitlow come from? Yeah. Because that shit makes me crack up every time I see That's it. That's all we call it. I'm sorry, but no, I know it's Logan. I know it's <laughs> Logan, but I love Fitlow. Yeah. Um, well, so before bird dogging, I was um, going to school, got my bachelor's degree, exercise science. I was going to do physical therapy, so I was going to go do grad school and blah, blah, blah. Well, I was really into fitness, so... Fit, fitness, fit, hello, that's it. Well, that's simple enough. That's simple. I didn't. Very simple. Very simple. <laughs> I mean, that's like I said. That's all. We've been brainstorming <laughs> for months of where that come from. That damn sure did not come from there. Because that's what it is. It's it's Huck and Fitlow, and you mean until Jesse gets pissed off with Huck over here, and then we start throwing some names out here. But <clears throat> actually, his buddy that. The story he told earlier, Jeff, that shot that that the fake bug. That's all he calls me. He's like Fitlow, what's up? Every time, it's just it's just Fitlow. So that's just. I've tried to name. get her to change it. It's like <laughs> I you can't. know. Everyone calls me Fitlow. Why would I change it? Yeah, we know it's Logan. 
It's no. Logan, but wait, wait, it's Fitlow. I'm, I'm, I'll ask him. I'm like, you heard from Fitlow and Huck today? <laughs> or I wonder what them two are doing today. I tried. I tried to get her to change it because she's, you know, she's been such a big help to, to doing the dog stuff and helping me around the plantation. I'm like, you need something catchy like bird dog low or dog low, dog low. You know, something. No, nope, you know, fit low. No, I'm low. I am fit low. Everyone on Instagram, girls wise that do the outdoor stuff, it's blah blah blah. Outdoors, blah blah blah. Outdoor, you know, like no, I don't. I don't want to be like everybody else. I'm fit low. So, while you're out, that's going to be the key word for this week for shirts. <laughs> fit low. <laughs> I, it, I'm just, I'm I mean, I'll throw ready. that into an everyday conversation, like a sentence. I don't know what. I'll come up with something. I'll be like, hey, did you see that over there? That was fit low over there doing that. I'll, just throw something, I'll throw it out there in the middle of something. You can ask this one right here. She deals with me every damn day, which nobody knows it, but Cecily's been in, in here with us all day. Yep. This afternoon, this is her first time ever coming over here with us, but she's been sitting on the old red rocket couch. Yeah, because she come in here and goes, damn, I like this table. I've never seen this table. I'm like, it's been in here the whole damn time. It's been in here it's since a, we started it. It's a nice or, table. Since we come over here, the table's been in here, but what she ain't. Rough table? cut cypress. Rough yeah. cut pine. Yeah. It took oh. us about, I don't know, about an hour. You should know what cypress is. Yeah. This, these are corral panels, pressure treated corral panels. And then these are true two by fours, down here. Did y'all that, build this or get someone to do we it? We built it. Very like you good. said, we built it in about an hour. Yeah. yeah. True two by fours meaning they're literally two inches by this four is, inches because this is they don't make them like that anymore. I, oh. We cut. The, yeah, all this, this all this rough cut stuff. And John's got a sawmill at his house. Oh, okay. So, so cut all the two by fours. All and the then, two by fours are already where he, we cut down there on his mill, and then these are corral boards we got up there in the barn. So, we've done a few of these projects right here. I'd be like, all right, you bring this, and I got this. Come over here. We'll whack it together. Yep. And this is one of them. The damn table was about this fucking tall up here. That's we had a, to cut it down. That sounds about like me and Zach the other day, our, my random project. I okay, okay. Before. we got to get into that one. <clears throat> Your shit house. Listen, it's a shitter. Shitter house. Be specific, all right? Look, porter potty. Shitty built. It's not shit built. Well, it left the fucking it left. Okay, so here's the deal. We had a hurricane. Tropical storm. Yeah. It will call it an afternoon thundershower. Hard afternoon thunderstorm time I got y'all. We never lost power. So anyways, <clears throat> I had this great idea. We, had, we have two porter potties that have been literally sitting, 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 not coming and being collected. So I said, you know what? I'm going to pull the toilets out because I noticed they were separated. I said, I'm going to make them shooting houses. It's going to be great. So I did. Cut windows out. We made a whole day of it. It was a great time. Then I got it set up, and I realized, man, this thing would be so much nicer if it was elevated just a little bit. My idea of a little bit went a little farther than it needed to. Like always. So this, you know, short platform turned into like a, I don't know, six foot or so elevated platform with a shitter house on it. So And at first there was no ladder. I'm like, who, need, who, needs, who needs a ladder? Upper body strength, you, do, you know? With your five, six, so. <laughs> now we're I going do. Out. 
It's your name that's got thrown out here. Now your height has got thrown out here. Everybody's just going to just go ahead and get your social she security number. Talk, she he's, keeps he's, talking he's, shit. I'm going to drop another limb on her ass. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> Lord Farquaad over See here. See how well that works out for you, mister. I need help. Yeah. Yeah. You tried to kill your wife with a damn limb. We still know that because the damn limb's still sitting there. It sure yeah. is. We Speaking need to. I want to have, have a big, big bonfire and cut it up and burn that motherfucker. So let's... <laughs> Let's finish the, the shit houses and okay, we get back to the We shit gotta houses. tell the story about you dropping a limb on your wife. Alright. So again, it it turned into a little bit higher platform than anticipated. So b- before the hurricane, tropical storm. We we sat everything up, we built the platform, added some extra lumber I had. I had some old um Tyvek deck board that at my old place in the panhandle. I had my uh, dog kennels elevated and actually built them on, on Tyvek deck boards so they wouldn't rot away and I could, if I ever wanted to move them, I'd have it. Well, I have found no use for these boards recently until I needed to build a platform for my shitter house. So we built the shitter house. Zach comes out, which you guys heard him and Tess on here, I don't know, two weeks ago? Three weeks ago now? It's been about a month. I guess it's, about been, two a, months. it's been a little while. Anyways... So he comes out, and we're like, this is the greatest idea ever. We get everything set up. We put the shitter on top, and uh, we didn't mount it down. They didn't have any bolts to mount it. I'm like, oh, we'll just leave it. It'll be fine, you know? It's not going to go anywhere. It's a hurricane coming tomorrow, but it ain't going nowhere. My dumbass thought, there's windows cut through it. It'll It'll vent what little bit of wind we're getting. No, it lifted that thing and carried about 15 feet from where it was sitting. So, note to self, you ever use a porta potty as a shooting house on a platform, definitely strap it down okay. at all times. No, could get, them guys could do, get a little shitty is all I'm saying. Telling them guys up there in Georgia that I used to hunt with, they did the same thing. But what they would do is they wouldn't take the shitter out of it. They would suck the thing dry and fill it full of sand in there and then mount them like a boat seat on top of it. For weight, and then they use the boat. They take and keep the lid shut on there, and then they would mount them, mount them like a swivel boat seat right there. There you go. That's a good idea. We got um, another one with, because the other one's a uh, handicap accessible. Because we try to have a couple hunts available to guys who are in chairs and stuff. Actually, so Huck and Huck's got to have somewhere to go to the bathroom. Well, you know, I like a little extra room too, but. Five six needs um, a lot we, of room. We, we try to accommodate literally everybody out there, so one of them is going to be wheelchair accessible. It's got a lot of room in it, and I got to figure out what kind of seat. And man, a, a swivel a swivel boat seat sounds, sounds pretty good. nice. Yeah. That's what I did. I mean, up it's there. got enough room in there. You can put a recliner, a heater, maybe be a little fit. TV if if college football's on. It's gonna you be know, a fit low right spot. Oh, fit low. She's. She can't get out of bed, y'all. Her oh. her only issue is the morning hunts are just not really her thing, y'all. I know somebody else like that. She's I sitting in a room her, with us. I know I know she needs to be up an extra probably 30 to an hour before whatever time I might need to be up. Because you know us men, we could get up 20 minutes before we need to be out the door and be out the door. No, they... Five, yeah, five. Five minutes, I'm ready to rumble. I'm giving us a little grace, you yeah. know, in case we're slow moving that morning, drink a little bit, what, I gotta take a shit, you know, whatever. Women, 
There's no rush in the mornings to them. You got to give them time. You don't even try to rush them because when you rush them, they go slower. Mm-hmm. Slower. That, that's like putting salt on a freaking snail. This yeah. one right here, we've got her pretty well where she'll get up now. But she wouldn't get up. She never morning hunts with me. Opening morning rifle season, I pry her ass out of fucking bed. We're sitting there. She kills her damn buck this year. Now, she's like that up every damn morning. She she jumped out of bed the other morning. She went dog hunting with us two mornings in a row and had to get up early both mornings. And the second morning, I knew I was going to have to leave her because I've been sick. So I've been keeping her up at night with my damn sickness. And I got up. I went her and kissed her and told her bye. And she come hobbling her ass out of there five minutes before I had to be at his house. And she goes, don't leave me. I'm getting dressed. And here she comes. She's getting her ass up. Now she's already ready to go to Georgia and go out. And I'm like, I'm telling you, girl, you ever kill you a good deer in the mornings, you'll get up. You'll start learning to get your ass out of bed. I know I'll get the itch when that happens. But like Jacob says, I'm not mad at the deer. I'll get up every morning and shoot ducks every day I can, if it's worth it. Yeah, because... But you're going to have to pull me out of bed for the deer, because I'm just not there yet. Because I remember a conversation, because we got a group message going on here, and there was, I don't know, a month or so ago, conversation was about y'all coming and running dogs with us. And somebody sitting across the table from me over here was like, I can't come that opening weekend because I got to go shoot ducks. Well, <clears throat> needless to say, Saturday I text, "Hey, y'all killing ducks?" Well, they weren't I flying. I didn't get up this morning. I'm like, what the hell? They wouldn't get up anyways because if we got to get up and be, if I got to be at your house by six o'clock, that means they got to be up by about two o'clock at the rate they got here today. So, <laughs> we were walking out the door. She was gonna go take a shower. So, just, just no. Oh, I already. I when you, as soon as you said Jonah calls me and he's like, he's gonna be like eight o'clock getting here. And I'm like, what do you want to do? He's like, I don't know. Text him, see what he wants to do. That's when I text you, and I'm like, I called him back, said he can be here between seven thirty and eight. And Jonah's like, all right, that's fine. And I said, well, I'm gonna go home and eat dinner and take a shower and get everything done because I don't know how long we're gonna be over there. But when I go home, I want to be able to just pile it in fucking bed and go to bed. Yep, I had a double today, double hunts. Logan's driving our ass home, so I'm going to be snoozing in that passenger She didn't seat. help you today? I did not. Uh, Currently, the Jeep that we use to hunt with is a standard, and I can't drive it, so he's going to have to teach me. I was fortunate enough to wear my parents, you know. Taught you how to drive a 5 My first, My first two vehicles were stick, so I grew up. I mean, that's, that's how I grew up. My dad was like, hey, you can either drive this or walk, ride the school bus. I'm like, shit, I ain't ride no fucking school bus, you Did know? Did you get out in the pasture somewhere and <clears throat> stall 35 times? Uh, No, it, it, it didn't take me a while. And luckily, we lived kind of on some... Back then, I mean, when I grew up, the town wasn't that big, so we could drive around the little neighborhoods and nobody would really bother us. Good luck doing that now. Yeah, but we lived on hills, so I got to practice that kind of learning how to clutch and gas without spinning the tires or stalling out quick, and then hitting the brakes. So uh, it didn't take me long. And then I also grew up riding dirt bikes, so knowing when I needed to 
shift gears kind of kind of helped me out. I haven't taught her how to yet. It's my only vehicle that I got that I can leave in one spot and know she's not going to steal it and take it away and go haul <laughs> ass somewhere else and park it where I got to go get it. I had a brand new... <clears throat> I taught this one over here, tried to teach this one over here how to drive standard. I had a new... It was last year that they made them, but I had a 2015 Cummins 2500 with a six-speed in it. And I bought it brand new off the showroom floor. We got more outside, don't worry. And I taught her how to drive it from her parents' house, which is just down the road from Jonah's house, to here, which ain't two and a half miles. She'd get first gear, second gear, freak out the driveway, get out of it. And that's as far as I could get her to go. And you couldn't stall that fucking truck out. If you put it no. in first gear and dump the clutch, you once cannot you stall get, it out. Once you get to first gear, I mean, you're there. She could get it rolling first to second, and then after that, she would freak. Too many pedals. Too many uh, pedals. She'd start slamming on the brakes. and you and the She band. was scared she was going to wreck because she she didn't know. Because I kept telling her, if you need to stop, you got to mash the clutch in and then hit your brake. Yeah, there's too it, much. It, it's too many pedals going on in her brain at one time. I'm over here. And when I grew up, and I grew up in North Carolina, we had a couple of like old R model Mack trucks that were twin stick trucks. I'd be over here shifting 40 fucking gears just trying to get to 20 mile an hour. I mean, I had my my damn legs and knees are wore out at 29 just shifting fucking gears. I, don't, I know how them old timers feel now. And she's got that damn six speed, and you could take off in second gear. I never used first gear unless I was pulling something stupid fucking heavy. And now, shit, that old Jeep we got now, you put it down in four low. All you have to do is let off the clutch, and, and it's it's yeah. it's driving it's going. itself. Yeah, yep. you put it in second gear, and she's just granny creeping. You can get out and walk beside it faster, yep. and it can go. But I'm gonna have to teach her how to drive it soon, and lose my other vehicle transportation. Put her out here in a big old pasture somewhere. I well, I learned so on I driving tractors. Well, I'll say, I mean, in <clears> high school, <throat> my mom had a Mustang convertible, so she showed me so i have done it before but ever since then i've never had a vehicle or never drove i've never drove a stick since high school and that's yeah. 2010 2011 <laughs> so i'm sure it's like a bicycle you know once i you know i'll pick it up easy but it wasn't something that i started doing and i was like okay i'll you know i'm good at this i'll just drive a stick from now on no it just didn't stick so since we're talking about her driving trucks and stuff, at least she's able to drive trucks. So let's tell this story about you half-assed trying to kill your wife, dropping a limb on her. Right, yeah, at least we you know you're not no damn arborist. All right, so I'm trying, to, I'm trying to limb up the roads. All right, and there's just one limb, and I'm like, well, if I take off just a little bit, it's going to look like shit. Like, I'm just going to take it off at... at you know, beside the, the, tree. the tree. So I get up there, and I have to, like, monkey my way up there on a ladder and all like that. Well, I I cut it about halfway through and let the weight of the limb go on and, and touch the ground. Wait, let's paint a picture really quick. You're in the tree with the chainsaw, and it's just me and him trying to cut these limbs, which we're not tree cutters. Mm. So we're uh. just... Doing I, what we do, we're just trying to make it work, trying to clean up the road, you know. We can do it. We got this. So, <laughs> I'm getting blamed from her walking under a half-cut tree limb. So, 
She's got the college degree. I'm not a smart man, but I'm not going to walk under a half-cut tree limb, okay? <laughs> okay, so I'm going to let you tell your story, and then I'll tell the story. So I'm We've heard both half, sides. I, I, I halfway cut it. I'm starting to rope the saw down because I'm going to try to get repositioned, maybe to finish cutting this tree. Well, honestly, I don't remember if I had told her to come over and get the saw or not, which I do. <clears throat> I don't... I don't recall asking her to come get the saw. Like, I'd already put a rope on it. I was roping it down. I wasn't really worried about nothing. So, about the time I get the saw close to the ground, she starts coming towards it. And, well, the rest of the tree breaks. And it's about a, I don't know, the base that hit her is probably a 10-inch oak limb that's got, I don't know how many hundred pounds of weight going oh, it was, on. It was a good oak limb. It was good. It, it, it was it a good was limb. A big, it's still there. It a was small, a big limb. A small, the, a small tree. Is it, was, it, was, it was, yeah, it was a good limb. Yeah, you didn't whack off no little branch. So, the tree goes in forks, and fortunate for us that she hit the fork in it, so the smaller limb caught her, not the big, thick, 10-inch portion with all the weight. She folds over like a, um, I guess like a hot dog bun, you taco. could say, of taco. She just, I mean, rolls up, um, ends up breaking her ankle, pretty much breaking her nose. We'll, we'll, we'll say that. Bust the nose, black eye. Luckily I mean, it looked like I, I beat on the damn girl, but I'm in the, the tree head. when all this happens. So when it falls on her, I'm like, I just fucking killed my wife. Holy shit. I'm So I'm like, trying to figure out how I'm going to get down out of this tree, right? I'm like 15 feet up in this tree. I'm looking down, I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll monkey my way down and jump on these lower limbs. I jumped on the first <laughs> limb, missed it. Next thing you know, I'm freaking... She halfway ate shit coming down. I, I, I land on the same limb that is on top of her, and I just fold backwards on top of this limb on my back. So now we're both kind of laying there hurting for a second. And I come to and I'm like, all right, I got to scoop her up, take her to the hospital, make sure everything's okay. So let's hear Logan's version oh, of the story. That was, that was pretty close. Logan's version pretty was close. is you pulled insurance on me the week before and you're trying to kill me. <laughs> we know what's going on. So I'm helping them limb these trees and again... I don't cut limbs. I don't, you know, I don't I do not do all of that. I don't mess with chainsaws or nothing. So I'm just riding around helping him. He's up there cutting, cutting with the chainsaw. He gets the chainsaw stuck oh. in the limb. So, yeah, about five, so about five or ten minutes, he's trying to figure out how to get the chainsaw unstuck, and it's wedged in there. I may have forgot about that part. Yeah, uh-huh. I know you did. So it's not really important. Don't remember. It is because a she lot was going everything. on. A lot's going on. So we're trying to. <clears throat> the limb is halfway cut, and there's still a chainsaw in it. So he's you know swinging the chainsaw to try to get it out, and it's probably breaking some more of the limb. Just <clears throat> finally gets it out. He's up in the tree. And he's lowering the chainsaw down to me. Well, I'm sorry, but if there's a chainsaw swinging around in the air, I'm going to have my eyes on it. Because the last thing I want is for that thing to come hit me. 
So I'm looking at the chainsaw that he's lowering down, and then the the all I hear is, <laughs> and the limb. I mean, I didn't even have no time to move. It it. it she was standing under the limb watching us all. Moral to the story: If you're working with me, always keep your head on the swivel. More to the stay story: the hell away. Don't let Huckabee use the chainsaw. Stay yeah, a long, I'm, long ways away. Uh, we have that same I'm policy. I'm forbidden from chainsaws. So, <clears throat> other than that video, y'all saw me building the platform. I've been forbidden from chainsaw. The same policy but how goes else around do you here. Cut no, a four by four out in the woods. Nobody around here runs a chainsaw usually, but me. Oh well. And that general, he'll cut some stuff here and there, but. Generally, if we're cutting trees, if we're cutting trees, because I used to log for a living, if we're cutting trees, they'll, they'll hand me the saw and say, you do it, we'll be way to fuck over there. Well, and another thing, actually, so people have been asked, well, did the limb land on your leg? How did your ankle break? It I said, folded you no, up. It literally hit me in the back of the head, landed on my back in the back of the head, and I folded in half, so it brought me on my ass and then my my nose touched my knees so i'm pretty sure me folding in half like that my knee is what busted my nose and gave me two black eyes 100 percent. she had a she had a little bruise on her knee and her freaking broke her nose uh, if you got two black up, eyes you got a broke nose she stood up she's like my nose wasn't broke i said you stood up and your nose was crooked you don't remember me you going Grabbing you up and carrying you on your way. It's all. I mean, what else are they gonna do for you with a broke nose if it's crooked? That's all they're gonna nose? do. They're just gonna but reset so it and say, "Hey, have fun." You know, he scooped me up as fast as he could, and he was. I remember he was trying to talk to me, and yeah, I was, but I was, and I was just like silent, like in shock. I'm not really crying, but I'm like trying to piece together in my head what just happened, and he's like. <laughs> getting mad or trying to have me talk and I'm like I, 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 I don't I don't know what just happened like I think I'm okay but I have no idea and he's like can you get up and I said no I could not put any weight on my ankle so he literally had to scoop me up threw me in the truck and probably a 20 minute ride to the ER took about 12 so you watched all this out of the tree? Yes. Yes. <laughs> As he committed the crime. It fell out the tree, came to when I got down out of the tree, and was just like, all right, I just need to haul ass and uh, get her to the ER and figure out, you know, figure out how serious it is. I knew her nose was toasted. Um, I wasn't sure on the lower body and the way the limb landed. I didn't want it to be any internal bleeding or something like that. I played football and had more concussions than I can count. So yeah, I don't know how I didn't have My a first thought was she's probably got a concussion. That's why she's not able to even kind of correspond what's kind of going on or process anything. So... My first thought was just get her to the ER as fast as we could. So we got her there. Luckily, it was just the uh, the ankle that ended up needing operating on, and we're still kind of figuring out our boundaries. And 
how much we can push that, but so this was fit low still here. This was October last year, and I remember because I had surgery on my ankle October twenty fifth. So I was about two weeks before that that happened. I had to wait two weeks to have surgery. So I was hobbling around with a super broken ankle for about two weeks. Give you a good old boot to go out there. Oh and yeah, I hated that thing. Give you one of them little three wheelers with the. Oh gotta yeah. Scoot yourself. Oh, I had the knee scooter. That thing saved my life because I got tired of them crutches. Mm. I said, I'm, I'm, I'm thankful for these crutches because it's the only way I can get around right now without hopping. But I want to burn crutches. I hated them. How was I for a housewife? He had to figure it out. I'm way better at it. I'm but not he had a to figure it out. I was, well. I was in bed, stuck in bed. He had to bring me my food, bring me my medicine. So Look at him go. Yep. See, Jonah, and that's what that's all you got to do, buddy. See, you we can didn't, be able to keep we you We didn't one. live on the plantation. We lived in Gainesville at that time, so I had to <clears> commute <throat> 40 minutes one way to go to the plantation, do all my stuff out there, work dogs, keep that up, and then come back and take care of someone who can barely get out of bed. Take so. care of a cripple. Is it better now that you guys live out there full time? Oh, it's, man, it's night and day different. Um. I can wake up out there, catch birds, do my hunt, and not have to worry about the commute to work and, you know, my luck, flat tire or something. Man, I don't know why. I'm just bad on tires. Something like that. <laughs> I wonder and, why. I, and I hate being late. I hate being late. So. Oh, do you? Late? <clears throat> oh, but I'm always late. Oh. I'm, but I always... um. Yeah, that, that living across town always added an extra 40 minutes. And, gas. Well, gas. Yeah, you couldn't afford it now with your president, $5 a gallon. Oh, no, it was terrible, and that that's what I told her. You know, we were spending almost <clears throat> what we were paying in rent and <clears throat> gas expenses monthly to go do what we needed to do out there, even if it was just go out there to take care of the dogs and the kennels and stuff like that kind of feed the birds feed the quail feed the horses and all like that i mean it you start adding 40 minute one way twice a day and then if you have two vehicles to go do that i mean it it starts adding up pretty quick so moving out there was probably the best best thing best fit for us and then uh i don't know it just gives me a better comfort knowing that i'm right there with the dogs too yeah. yeah, well, that's it. You guys, like you said, you, you guys got a nice little setup out there. Yeah. Well, and for those who haven't ever met us, um, we are not city folks by any means. So when we were in a rental house in Gainesville, the only reason why we were there was because it was the quickest thing we could find at the time that we were moving down there. But we hated being in the city, being in a neighborhood, you know, just... Not having our own space. So you are going to have to forgive me for a minute, but <coughs> no, our neighbor. No, let's not. The C word, we're not going to say it, but all the neighbors told me before I moved in that they call her the C word on the corner. See you next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday, absolutely. So uh, it didn't take me long to figure out why they called her that. 
we had a few choice words, a few, uh, I'd say interactions, but they weren't much of us talking to each other. She <laughs> would would call the law, and the law wasn't able to do anything because we weren't breaking the law. We just there's just had something an- she didn't like. Had our animals, and you know, we got a old South dog trailer that we used to transport our dogs that cost more than a lot of people's vehicles they drive around. So I have the you know, I feel like my dogs are safe in it. It's not going to hurt them. And it's better than them being just out running the roads and doing whatever the hell they please. Being that we lived in Gainesville, you couldn't just have pointers in the in the backyard unattended. Yeah. So I came home, brought the trailer one night. We were going to go hunt the next day, so I had the dogs in the trailer. But they were asleep. It's like 2.30 a.m., and... Gainesville PD comes beating my door down like I had freaking committed a murder. So I go outside, and she actually answered the door. So I was sound asleep. She's like, the cops are here. I'm like, the cops are here? She said, yeah, they want to talk to you about the dogs in the trailer. So I'm like, huh, I don't know what there's to talk about. So we go outside, and this lady cop that's, Again, I'm a short guy. I think it's already been said how tall I am on this podcast. She was at least a whole head shorter than me. She came up to my chest. But oh, she's an angry thought, little woman. Oh, she was real angry. Mm, the oh, badge yeah. made her seven foot tall. So she didn't understand why the dogs were in the trailer. She clearly grew up in the city and didn't she understand. She didn't understand. She didn't know a rifle from a shotgun. Oh, yeah. That was we'll, we'll not a hunter. So I'm like, <clears throat> you know, can I help you? What's the problem? She said, they can't be in here unless they're being transported. And I said, well, it's a dog trailer, ma'am. Why do you think they're in there? We're going hunting in the morning. They're being transported. She said, they got to have food and water. I said, it's 2.30 a.m. Do you put your dogs to bed at night in their crate with food and water? Well, no. I said, well, neither do I. So we go to arguing for a little bit. Well, she reaches down and tries to open the dog box, one of the doors, to let, I don't, I guess to let the dog out or look at the, I don't even know. Well, she reaches at one corner and I reach at the other just to make sure she don't open the box. Well, she starts grabbing at her gun and all, and I'm like, whoa, we're not going to do this either. You know, you got no business opening that door. What's wrong here? Blah, blah, blah. So... About 45 minutes goes on, and she proceeds to tell me that it would basically be best if I just left with the dog trailer. That I had broken no rules, no nothing, but it would be better if I just left. I said, it's 2.30 a.m. Why can't I just sleep like I was planning on doing in two hours, get up? I'm not bothering anybody and go do go about my business. So that was the first altercation. I ended up I ended up going ahead and leaving. That's when we were guiding down here in St. Cloud. And I said, you know what? I'll just get a little bit early start. I'll go get breakfast. Kind of take my time getting down there. That's fine. No big deal. I wrote it off. Well, my friend comes from Georgia and she has an MTK dog topper, which is probably I don't know. setup, the one that she has, fans, insulated, water, I mean, pull out. I mean, it's got everything. 
Her dog's asleep in the box again. The lady calls. Calls the cops. So I'm like. This is a different time. Here we, you know, here we go again. I watched the cops circle around the, the cul-de-sac. I said, you know, they're they're about to pull over and say something. Well, the cop pulls up, faces the truck that's away from us. You can't see that he's a police officer. You can't see nothing about him other than he's a vehicle that just pulled up facing her vehicle. And his shining lights in the truck looking curious. So what does anybody do? You walk out, you know, you say... Can I help you? He didn't respond. I said, hey, can I help you with something? He doesn't respond. On the third time, I said, hey, motherfucker, can I help you with something? So then he shines me with his light and tells me who he is. And I said, well, you could have done that the first time I asked you and just tell me who you are. What can I help you with? He's like, well, your neighbor called. Okay, well, what's wrong? There's dogs. There's dogs in the cab of the truck. I said, okay. Are they barking? Are they bothering anybody? Are they screaming bloody murder? No. There's actually nothing wrong with it. I said, okay, then why are you here? So after two times uh, of doing that and hassling us, of course, I quit bringing my bird dogs home and realized, hey, this living situation, she's just going to keep calling the law. Yep. Well, after that second time, me being the good old southern boy I am, I hand-wrote her a letter. I addressed her the same way everybody else does. You actually typed it up did and I, printed it out, I'm pretty I, sure. No, I thought I hand-wrote I thought I put a little time in hand-wrote this one. <laughs> well, yeah. either way, you wrote it out or you typed it up. It oh, was and I, hey, I did it all legal <laughs> since she was wanting to call the cops. Even though we're neighbors, I didn't just go put it in her mailbox. I literally put a stamp on that joker, let it go through the post office. I mean, everything. So about two days go by. I'm getting in my truck, and she's getting in her vehicle. She starts dog cussing me as soon as I get out the door, buddy. Calling me every name in the book. You sorry, mother, blah, blah, blah. I said, hey, ma'am. I'm just calling you what everybody else said. And I said, I'll tell you what, I train dogs for a living. Them four shit eaters that you got in your yard that don't even know their name that have come over here and nipped me on my ankle, I'll be happy to show you how to train them. Have a blessed day. And I gave her that old number one that everybody loves. And <laughs> Metal about fingers my salute, day. baby. <laughs> I think I may have gave her two number ones that day. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, we got out of that, that situation. Yeah, long and, story short, <clears throat> the city living is not for us. And we're glad to be yeah, at don't, the plantation. Don't take bird dogs to the city. That's, that's about the gist of that story. I figured that out yeah. quick. Like, oh, and another note about her. She was a cat rescuer in... My cat rescuer, she would go rescue them from these cat colonies, spay them, neuter them, give them all their shots, clip their ears, and she was supposed to go return them to their colony where they live. She would turn them loose in our neighborhood. I counted 25 in my driveway one day, dude. That's a bird dog's favorite snack right there. You turn a cat, you turn a cat left, loose in front of Porter, and I guarantee you that damn thing will be a... A shred of hair in about two seconds. When I first moved there, we had a little problem with cat poop in the backyard. and, and Dogs were and, rolling and, uh, in it. It didn't last very long. 
And then they, you there put was, a dog on it. Oh, yeah. There's a chain link problem. fence that, that went around. They quit walking around that chain link fence and on top of it. Because that Weimariner, he's about useless, buddy. But if he sees a cat, game on. Yep. Oh, yeah. Game on. He wants to chase it. He just thinks it's fun. But then when they run, then it's, you know, then it's a on. real game to him. Well, I, got an, I got an idiot at home that he loves to kill everything and get his mouth on it. He loves cats. Yep. Yeah, they majority of people when they see either any kind of personal built or even a store bought any kind of dog box dog cage or whatever that goes in the back of your truck somebody's calling but granted animal control they drive around with it in the back of their truck nobody says nothing to them it's the same thing and we had that problem there woman moved behind where my dad lives from the city she thought she knew everything she would it was once a month she'd call on her um deer dogs it'd be something this or whatever animal troll come out sir there's nothing wrong with your dogs you're fine keep doing what you're doing and it was just we a month after month and finally she moved out but yeah we we kind of had the same problem as y'all did so but well, let's um let's go this route. So I know we've been talking here for a while. Um, Jesse's been coughing, so he ain't even apologized to everybody that's gonna listen to this. I'm not I'm not sorry for anything. Yeah. Stand behind everything that I did. <laughs> I told y'all in the beginning I was gonna be coughing. Yeah. So, but I know we've had you Huck on here, but we haven't had your significant other here on here. But kind of just let's. Fit low. Let y'all kind of describe what y'all do, and you mean we try to anybody we have on here that kind of any kind of business or brand or anything, we try to let everybody kind of offer what they have to offer. And kinda I was hoping that's look. what I was meant to get at earlier. Before I don't want to cut you. Oh fuck! Let me yeah. cut you in the middle of what you were saying. But he's got a tower shoot coming up. I think sometime in January, or February. I'd like to get like a podcast group of all of us together to go out there and do part of that because we hell we've get we got 20 30 people that want to come hang out with us yeah i know you mean we're we're gaining following we're gaining listeners we're gaining friendships with this podcast for sure yeah with everybody but give it something because we were going to do it here at the barn but i don't see that ever resolving anytime soon so like to do something fun and i know there's a couple guys at work that want to come up and shoot at the tower shoot and stuff like that so maybe maybe we'll try talking to huck about it before about having a big group of us come up there but maybe open it up to the podcast community because i know zach's coming up this this month but you know, maybe get everybody together sometime in first of the year when we get done we get done with our dog hunting season we'll be kind of wide open from there to be able to be wide open free to do what we want. Yeah. We can start hanging out with people again. Well, why don't we do this? He's he's back in here. Yeah, no, he he's got it. a baby bladder. I've already realized this. He does. He's he peed does. three times to our once. So He's got a bladder worse than me. Why don't we do this? Why don't we kind of, we'll discuss it. We'll figure out details and stuff. So I know you got some tower shoots coming up, and I know you got some paying customers, and you got people already lined up. But why don't we do this? Why don't we... Try to plan a date 
we've got a lot of guys that we've talked to through this podcast, people that's been on the podcast, listeners and stuff. Why don't we have like, I mean, it's going to have to be paid and everything to cover your expenses and everything, but why don't we try to work out a deal that we can get a 352 podcast listener tower shoot and we can promote it. We can get your business out there. We can work together and do something. I'll tell you what. I, I, I'd love to do private shoot, and it, it's a much better camaraderie if you know everybody that you're shooting with or you're having a good time. Um, let's run a little test. I got a couple spots open for the December shoot. So if you're listening to this, I'm after a uh, $50 discount to our, uh, our tower shoot in December. Just message me, reach out somehow mention this podcast mention 352 um and let's get you guys hooked up let's try to get the the family who's been supporting you guys and and supporting us listening to podcasts and and give them a little discount and give back and you know if we get enough guys that are interested in in maybe having a quote-unquote discount to come to a shoot maybe we can get enough guys together to like you said throw together our own shoot um even if it's think we got a total of 17 stations i gotta check the water this year but like to have at least one to two guns on the station and i mean you're talking about constant shooting action it's good time good food uh good way to kind of shoot the shit with your friends call everybody out about their shots because the way we throw birds i mean you get to watch the bird go down and you can watch the guys that are over there cutting lead at him and know hey they just shot every bullet they had in that gun at him, and that bird's still flying. So um, it's a great time. We want to make sure everyone has a good time when they come out. And, and I think us having the right group, being all of us together, would make the event just that much better. So, oh, yeah, we'll make, it, we'll make a day out of it. Yeah, we'll yep. make the whole day, throw a fire together. Um, generally, we start about 11. We're done by 2 or 3. So we'll throw some, we'll uh, throw a fire together. Uh, if we plan it out enough in advance, like I said, I got a couple guys to play the guitar. I'm sure they'd be happy to come out. We'll get drunk by dark. It, get drunk by dark. Get Busby. Get Florida camo guys out. Get it, you know. Let's get everybody out there. Let's get Zach. Let's get let's get Tess. Let's get everybody. Let's have a good time with it. Yep, that's what I'm, I'm thinking. Yep, I'm game. Cool. I know we've been talking about trying to get everybody together. So let's try to. Let's get this in the works. You mean? Yeah, and, and people that listen to it, if this is something that y'all are interested in, yep. shoot us a message and let us know so we get an idea of what we got working with. Probably looking at sometime next year. We'll we'll buy first of the year because I know we got dog hunting. Then I got to go to Saint Augustine, so it'll be end of January, first <laughs> of February. Yeah, that no. that'll be way better for us. That wraps up duck season. That wraps up, you know. A lot of folks deer season too. It's as, as prime weather gets right in the next two months. My first week and a half of February is my birthday, so I don't know. I've always killed a good buck in February. So yeah, so if I I kill a good one here all the damn time, but I turned a dirty thirty this year, in February. So Holy I got, shit! So I got my thirtieth birthdays in February. Oh god! Yeah, I turned thirty this year in April. Do you? Well. Yeah, next year coming up. Next year coming up. Yep. That's me coming up. Ninety three. Yep. Yep. So, so that'll be my birthday. Maybe we'll do something right around that gap right there. Yep. We'll go out with a party. 
So yeah. If 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 Huck don't feel like cooking, we might cater something in if we get somebody big enough. I'll cater in some food. Yeah. We generally we generally cater to the tower shoots. Um, of course, if past, if, past if we have our own custom them. shoot, I want to do something a little special, a little different. You I'll know, bring maybe, a big old smoker up. Maybe throw a little wild game on there. Do a little something special for yeah. everybody. Yeah. Down. Little buffet, a wild game. I'll throw some duck on the smoker. Y'all know y'all got plenty of deer meat stock. I got all kinds. I got some hogs running loose on the property. I'm sure we can knock a couple of them back, throw them in the freezer for the smoker. I got so. some wild turkey breast. Well, mm. shit, I ain't. I'm Listen. not. A, I'm not against a bacon wrapping and smoking wild turkey yeah, breast. Yeah, go on and bring that, but I doubt that makes it to the general public, y'all. <laughs> so, like y'all just heard, let's go ahead and. Let everybody just let just message us if you're interested. Yep. If you're a listener, you've been listening, message us. Just say, hey, I'm interested in that tower shoot. So we can kind of get kind of a game plan on, start working out details. So we kind of got an idea. So yep. let's, we'll start with that. Either message us, message Huck, message Fitlow. 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 So. Well, from a podcast perspective, have y'all ever done anything like on the go, mobile, like this travel thing right somewhere. here is mobile. That's we, why I bought it. We when did we it. first started. We went up to Georgia. One of the episodes we did with Wes up there in Georgia. That was like pretty much the only mobile one that we've done. We tried to when we first started this thing. We tried to record the first episode in Georgia. My co-host over here was half shades to the wind and we didn't get a good recording on it so i had a lot of mrfers in that one so or I, was, I don't know he said i did not behave properly so i was like okay let's record another i can't one. see that if you want to know how bad we will get go if y'all ever listen to the one with wes yawn we were shit-faced and this one right here let me drive after that we drank two 30 packs in like two hours Oh, it was bad. It was bad. And I had a trailer on the back of my Ford out there, my wife, my one ton. I had to back that damn trailer out of Wes's yard and drive our asses to camp. I was 10 and 2 with one fucking hand over the eye because I was seeing double everything. Yeah. And Jonah's like, oh, yeah, you got it. And I'm like, well, he, he knows. If you ever want to know who can tell whenever I can drive or I can't drive, that one right there because he's been in every stage with me. Yeah. yeah, maybe try to maybe try to get it up that weekend and we put it all together and just get some people on there and talk about hell talk about the day we had, talk about the good time we had. We'll bring see, the mics that y'all have because it'll pick up more. Yeah, we'll do. Yeah, we'll do. We'll throw something together. We'll have a good time. We'll. I mean, bring some guys that y'all know. You I mean some of y'all are real good friends? I know. Yeah. Busby. Everybody oh, yeah. bring we'll, everybody. We'll get Buzz. I'll get my buddy Dakota. I mean, we'll. We'll make a good time of it. Really make a good rowdy, rowdy group out of it. Yep. I know Zach and Tess are coming to the December shoot, so they'll be able to contest that we have a good time and shoot a lot of birds. Hopefully, uh, I mean, they've been shooting a lot of ducks, so I'm going to see how good of a shot he is when them pheasants start flying over I'm going to bring head. my damn turkey gun with a damn turkey choke in it. You, you better do something. <laughs> you ain't going to worry about me because I don't I can hit every damn clay pigeon you threw out there, but I can't hit a damn duck. I've never shot a duck in my life or anything. Yeah. I mean, there's some things out there that fly that I have hit, but we can't mention that here. 
In North Dakota, I was killing ducks, but I couldn't shoot an upland bird to save my freaking life. She got so mad a couple of times, she gave up, wouldn't even go on the walk. She said, I'm done for the day. They were, they were beating my ass. I said, I thought I had a good shot, but these birds are humbling me right now. Yeah, yeah you got to have them every once in a while. Every now and then, you got to get one that'll bring you back to earth. Yep. So Them, them wild birds are something different. Something different. That old man today I took out hunting, he's a damn good shot. He shoots clays and all like that. We got out there, and he was doing pretty good on the quail rising. We got around that pond edge. I saw a couple snipe get up. I said, yeah, let's see how good of a shot he really is. I had that old man cussing mad at his over and under. He probably shot, I think it ended up being eight shells till we finally got that first snipe. We moved on finally. <laughs> snipe will humble you quick, too. Well, I'll shoot them like them 28 gauges and 16 gauges. I'm not scared to throw some lettuce. I'll shoot a damn 12 gauge with three and a half in it. It don't matter to me. It don't hurt my shoulder. I will throw I will throw two ounces of lead at that son of a bitch if I can kill him. The bird barely weighs more than the shot. Send I don't it. care. Pillowcases ass. I don't care. There's there gonna is. be no bird left, but he shot it. Don't worry. I won. I won yeah. this battle between the two of us. Yeah. So let's go ahead and let's do this. Let's finish this out. I know we've already had you on the podcast. You've talked about your dog stuff, but I wanna let you talk about it some more. Got to describe what you do for as if somebody wants to come out and do a hunt with you, if somebody's got a new dog <clears throat> they want to get you to train it, kind of enlighten people on pretty much what you offer with your kennel business. So I'll say this. We, we do have a website that answers a lot of those questions he had, emeraldcreekkennels.com. It kind of goes over what our what our dog training consists of, what our programs are from our puppy program to our started dog program, and then it gives a breakdown of our hunts from our quail hunts, um, what they include from your guided hunts to your self-guided hunts uh, into your, your tower shoots, breaks down the, the price, how many birds, lunch included, all your process and everything like that. So... Um, for the guys that are like me and don't really like going to a website, I'll give you a quick rundown. Um, quail shoots three, three fifty a gun. That's twelve quail included. It's eight dollars a bird. After that, our self guides are seventy five dollars. That's five quail included, and um, eight dollars a bird. After that, and if you guys want to come out, kind of use it as a training session. We have plenty of. Uh, loose birds plus some wild coveys on our facility so don't feel like when you come out that um you're only going to get in contact with your 12 birds or your five birds that are allotted to you we're going to get into way more way more birds than that today me and my customers this morning i probably showed them i know i said i wouldn't say the number but we probably saw plus or minus right at 150 birds um you don't get that opportunity at many facilities. We're not a really tailgate filling facility. We go out, we have a good time. We make sure you get an opportunity to shoot at a bunch of quail in wild-like scenarios. It's not a golf course mode facility that we have. It's, it's, it's pretty wild. I think both the boys here can attest to it's, it's old Florida as you get. Um, yep. We have we we have <clears throat> excuse me. We also do uh, turkey hunts in the spring, which 
kind of trying to not think about turkey hunting yet because that's a whole nother obsession but yep. we do offer turkey hunts i think this year i'm gonna have the opportunity for one other outside booking client because i'm already booked from um, years past so if you guys want to do that please don't hesitate to get with me now um those spots are filling pretty quick and then if you have any youth available um, i'm actually looking for a couple youth to come out me and a friend of mine have the opportunity for youth so if you need to get your youth on his osceola please don't you know feel free to reach out to us and, and inquire a little bit about that we'd love to have you guys out uh, other than that um we do offer some some one-on-one -on -one training so if you have your own dog and you kind of got some kinks and quirks you're trying to work out with him as far as anything from the basic obedience to bird work we offer one-on-one -on -one trainings um if you don't feel comfortable leaving your dog or whatever i i totally get it uh so we do have that option available to help you guys one-on-one -on -one directly and Hopefully we can overcome your issues and you as a handler becoming a, a better dog handler. Yeah, because I know like when we come out, you did some of them snake training and stuff like that on some dogs. Yeah, we do. I forgot about that. We do offer snake avoidance courses. We generally do those guys in you know, the spring and summertime when we're a little slower. Obviously, in the fall, snakes aren't near as active. And, you know, being a smaller smaller plantation and ink but a couple people that we have helping at our facility so we don't have the opportunity to do it in the fall so we offer those guys in the spring and summer months when snakes are a little more active just to kind of help people out um, and acclimate the dogs to we have several species here in Florida so best thing you can do is educate the dog just like you educate a person to try to avoid them yep so how do you fit into this how do I tie in um, yep so, how does fit low fit <laughs> so with the dog training um we we take um flushers pointing dogs um puppies even um I do the obedience I started doing the obedience of it so anytime we get um you know a, a puppy in I I do more with the puppy to start it just kennel obedience leash obedience um you know learning here just simple things that i can put together to build the dog to give it a foundation so when we start actually putting it on birds and try to you know work it out work it out in the field or put it on the leash when he's trying to you know put it on birds that the dog can behave a little yep. bit so um, I normally start all the dogs that come in on obedience, just see where they're at, you know, sit, stay, hear, um, heal, um, stuff like that. And then um, he does more of the bird work, but I obviously help, help with that as well. Um, but I specifically do obedience. Um, and then um, for his guides and stuff, I help put out birds and you know I can catch catch the pigeons catch the quail I'm not you know not opposed to, to catching it but when it comes to I just started to get into guiding so um, I mean I did a, a girls a girls guide last year with one of our friends um, Peyton Gumby that she came down from Georgia and she was helping us guide um, 
So I would like to start getting my own dogs to guide as well, just to take off some of the load from him. Yeah. Um, but so working into that, um, that's pretty much what I do. Pick up the slack, clean kennels. I clean, straighten everything up. Obedience and. She's the organization to my shit show. It's yep. a nice you way say to say that again. Yep. Uh, and yes, I am. She's uh, organized. a lot more organized, a lot more attention to detail. I mean, I think that goes with any woman. They're, you know, they're a lot more attention to detail on little things, and they got a lot more patience than we have. And I've learned that uh, I can't just take those new dogs out and expect them to have half the manners that some of my young dogs have, just because they've not been exposed like mine have. And it took me a little while and couple MFers and cussing and calling the dog a few choice names that where I, I realized I need to let her kind of take them in, sort them out, get them on that leash, get them to understand some basic obedience before I even take control of them because I can't get out in the field and have one that doesn't listen or is acting full retard. The gator or just, rolls when you put that pinch collar on. It's just small things that add up. <clears throat> To yeah. be really mm-hmm. annoying when you're trying to work a dog and get it to do what you want it to do. She takes the frustration out of a lot of my work. I will say that. So, very thankful for her and didn't realize how much of a uh, help she was until I tried to kill her. Tried to kill her. <laughs> yeah, just drop that in there. I was going to go broken ankle, but just tried to that, kill her. Tried to kill her in there. Mm-hmm. So, she's here. Glad to have her back and. Tough woman. And healthy, and, well, she didn't divorce me after it, so she's either really loves me or she's really dumb. I don't yeah, know. I don't know. I'm going to say she loves me. I'm going to go with the second one. She's, she, <laughs> she has to love you. Oh, that made you cough, too? Oh, God. So, well, Hear, Hearing him say something nice makes me want to fucking throw up. <laughs> Can you smell the bullshit coming out? Of I don't know. Go ahead and spell this real quick, though. <laughs> I know. It's getting a little soupy on my feet. Maybe That's I why I wear Crocs. Got Crocs and shorts on. So. Are but, you ready to go home? I know yeah. you got to go home. You got to go to bed. You got a big boy job now. You finally started your new job like a big boy. Hey, oh, he's still wearing the shirt. I was like. Uh, he's, a, he's a big boy. He started his new big boy job this week. So I'm yeah. proud of him. He flew the nest. Yeah. I got to go. Get up early in the morning. I know you gotta go sit in a truck for ten hours tomorrow. I don't want to hear it. So well, we might get up in the morning and go shoot some ducks that we. Uh, no, no, there's no we to that. It's gonna be you. We, we have to guide a hunt first thing in the morning and do a self guide. So that's what Huck's gonna be well, doing. Well, Fit- we can shoot Fit- ducks right gonna be before napping. Fit- Fitlow the thinks sun- she's oh, gonna right get up at sunlight and do anything, <laughs> but. Like we talked about if earlier. If I know the ducks podcast. are on the pond, I will wake up and go. Are you getting up in the morning? No. No? no. I don't think you did. It's too hot, man. Deer too are hot. Deer are. Man, yeah, well, I don't know why y'all ain't killing the damn deer no, yet. Some getting... of them damn deer y'all have up there, they would be getting the fucking. It's getting chilly. Well, they, they'd be getting the Q Beam special it's by now. Tonight. Well, listen, we got that one. Uh, my little helper got one Saturday. Good little buck. I think buck. I showed you boys. Yeah, you got a good one. I good personally would have passed on the buck. <clears throat> Me. Uh, you're awful fucking cute. Well, no, he would have just passed so I could shoot it. Yeah, I've, I've seen this little buck a couple times. And when I say I've seen him, you know, Huck's special is the uh, 
mobile tree stand, you know, the one on four wheels that I just put around it's with. It's raining or while I'm doing my chores, I put around, but I keep that old rifle handy. You and know? it might be out the window. You know, it might be hanging. So Or might not. I've, I've let this little buck pass a couple times. Now, he's a good buck. He had a broken brow uh, tine on one side, but nice little Nice he, little buck. Good. He was a good little buck. Damn good body deer. Yeah. He was much bigger body than kind of what I was expecting mm-hmm. for his horn set there. So, um, overall, my helper was tickled pink, man. This is two for two now. I told him where to go sit in that climber, literally to the tree on the tee, and said, hey, sit here. Probably going to kill some. So, finally, he listened to you and sat where you told him to sit. Yeah, and when he it, killed a deer. Now, you know how them youngins are. <laughs> they listen about every third or fourth word. So, every third or fourth time, he'll listen to me. So, as far as listening to me on what to do, he's two for two. Now, the rest I can't attest to. If you guys were about an hour closer to me, if you guys were just a smidge closer... I would, I would be, I'll show, uh, you, I'll show you all how to grow some big deer because I'd be putting some of this big iron I got here on the ground. We would have some four or five acre food plots up there and I'd, I've got, i got a tractor with a spreader on it. I can put five tons of fertilizer dolomite in at a time. Whoa. I'll show you all how to build some food plots and some stands. We'll grow some hundred. What you got now, we could, we could grow some 160s out of your place. Easy. Uh, I mean, I, let's do it. My you got to get about an hour closer to me. <laughs> my my thing is on the deer is I've I've seen kind of what what Florida can produce and and what genetics are rolling around in Florida and you got so many people that unfortunately like my little helper you know that's his second good buck he's ever killed in his life so he starts seeing ivory and he goes nuts he's yeah. shaking you know yeah. and. Uh, if everybody could get on a good practice on managing deer, feeding, I mean, year-round. I, I just started feeding year-round probably two years ago, so I'm really starting to... I'm starting to see it see in my feather in my feathered creatures more than anything. Obviously, the deer have, have done well, too, with, with putting in feed strips and all like that and managing, but, you know, we've really only killed a couple bucks off that property the last few years, and every one of them's been... You know, a decent buck, decent buck. We've only pulled three off, and I sh- I've sent you guys plenty of the pictures and stuff we got. That one off. you sent us the other day. He's, I would I would wreck a good truck to kill that truck. Kill yeah, that he uh, he's a fine buck. He's real tall. He's got some some nice G twos and all to him. And ball. I uh, I don't deer hunt, and he's had me. They know. Her. They know. They know he's that you guys been, don't. They they have got it made in the shade at y'all's place. Yep. Oh yeah. You let awesome. me and Jonah get in there for about a year, and there's gonna be more ivory on the wall than you know what to do with. Well, we got all that property around us too. That's you know state or there's a little. <clears throat> it's it's an estate subdivision, but they're they're ten acre, fifteen acre parcels. So everyone's got a little decent little block yeah. of woods there, and that's where uh. That's where he lives. Yeah. He knows where he's safe, but I got all his girlfriends. That's all you got to have. And all the feed is, he may get a couple acorns off the neighborhood there, but. 
You got some good little hammocks uh, in there. I got some good hammocks in there, and yep. I got I got water too, which none of them have. And a deer, people don't realize a deer's got to get that water just like he's got to get that feed. He's, he's gonna drink stay, at some point. He's gonna go to that water. Yeah. So, I uh, we'll see. We'll see where this year. If Logan get out of bed, I think. Uh, Next cold front, Logan, get out of bed. I guarantee you'll kill one. Oh, yeah. I Between. already said this past cold front, I said, babe, is it, how much longer is it going to be cold? He said, oh, it's done. I was like, shit, I missed that one, didn't I? You want to get up <laughs> the morning of the cold front or give it about two days so that wind quits howling? Well, there's... Right after that wind quits howling, you might as well, and that high pressure drops in, you might as well just go ahead and pick which one you want. She's seen one that's making his presence known on some trees in the area around there. And I'm going to tell her this. If she don't get out of bed when I got a day off and You're going to get out of bed. I'm going to be on him. And I don't deer hunt much anymore. But he's he's flat short enough rubbing a tree that makes me want to get out of bed now. I got a desk here behind the barn right here that you can borrow. I guarantee you, you can go out there and plow up some of them damn flatwoods with it and plant you some damn food plots, about three or four acres out there. Every damn deer in the county would be in there. Especially as they cut that corn across the road. Oh, as soon as that corn gets cut, I, there. Can't, I can't keep anything. Iron clay peas, as soon as, I mean, no sooner do they get leaves on them, gone. Very dirty. Because yeah. you ain't got nothing big enough. I've no. seen everything you got is no bigger than this room right here. You need acres. What? Hey. Acres. Quail don't quail quail told me they well, don't for, care about acres. No, I forgot you're, you know? you're you're a bird. You're, we're doing this for the birds, right? We're feather chasers. However, I did add two nice food plots that uh, you guys would be pretty proud. They're both probably I say food plots. They're maybe quarter acre, <laughs> half acres maybe, but uh, right through some of them oak hammocks that you guys were eyeing real nice, and that buck and all been crossing through so. Come late season when all that fall stuff I just put in the dirt comes in, it should be nice come February. Yep. Especially some of them bigger oak trees that I already know he's going to be cruising around that anyways, looking for that water in them girls. Yep. We just need a little bit of cold weather to play. Yep. Absolutely. You ready to go home? Yeah. You go home. I'll hang out with them. Yep. So, well, we appreciate y'all coming. It was Glad definitely we fun. Make it, finally. Yep. We'll Man. definitely do another one. We'll no legal names get to get thrown out now. Everybody knows your legal name by now. She already said it. Yeah. So. Still, said Jay. I told her I was thinking about going and changing it. You know, everybody calls me Huck, anyways. I said, What's, so you're gonna be Huck Huckabee? That's what my stepdad was. Was Huck Huckabee. His name was Robert. Robert Huckabee, but we called him Huck Huckabee. Yeah. Well, they don't sound bad. But some people call me Dick, but I go Hardy. Go Robert Short. Hardy's look alike. Hardy Short, brother. Hardy Huck. Huck Hardy. <laughs> Huck Hardy. There you go. No, but Hardy's his last name. You can't use his first name as. Close enough. Close enough. <laughs> but um, we'll definitely up. have to plan this tower shoot. We'll um, let to get up your way. We'll record another podcast up your way some way shape shape or form and i know we've said it many many times on this podcast the key word is fit low oh fit low so f-i-t-l-o i I love that i don't know what the fuck it makes me (laughs) chuckle about it but it oh yeah 
Oh, God. <laughs> He'll call me and go, you see what Fitlow posted today? I'm like, nope, I just seen the fucking name. Oh, God. But anyway, um, like I said, I appreciate y'all coming. It was definitely a blast. We'll do it again. I know. Come when it's daylight so we can yeah, ride around we'll, the farm and shoot we'll up shit. We'll try to get here a little earlier next time. Yeah. The gator's in Georgia, so That's we're out of luck on the gator, but I got maybe, the hunting truck here. Maybe we need a Christmas 352 party. I'll be home Christmas. I'll take the whole fucking, like, half a month yeah, of December we, off. We'll do maybe something. a little dirty Santa, a little whiskey swapping. A I don't, little, I'll have my crotch goblin, so we gotta be, keep it. PG. So, and I know we've talked about it. Y'all have to plan a Saturday, Sunday, somewhere, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, somewhere. Y'all have to come down and run dogs with us before the end of it. Yep. I'm down. It's been a, it's been a while since I heard a hound run an old whitetail. Don't so. bring your 28 gauge because I ain't going to piss him off. Bring you a fucking real gun. Yep. Bring your 12 gauge. Bring your 12 I gauge. I got plenty of three and a half inch. I'm just bringing the AR five round clip, open sights, and just rain. I, I don't give a fuck. That's <laughs> boom, all you bring. Boom, boom. <laughs> yep. I don't give a hey, shit. That little 243 of hers, I'm going to tell you right now, it's a banging ass fool. I don't give a shit what it is as long as they can bang a damn deer, right? And you don't mind it banging around in the truck or be like mine because some asshole pulled me out of the hole this weekend. But luckily he survived, but I drowned both my guns and my hunting truck this weekend. Oh. I turned my gun upside down and all the, I got a I got a Benelli Super Black Eagle sitting out there in that hunting truck out there that is sitting in water right now and I ain't done nothing with it but sit on the hood of it. It's, it'll dry out. It'll, it'll dry out. Yep. So let me guess you're driving a Chevrolet. GMC. That's right, baby. <laughs> Fill her full of water and she still runs. Oh, she's full of water. She was full of water to the fucking hump. The hump between the damn oh, all the way to the top, boys. Oh, he was stuck. We got him out. I thought you knew these holes you were going through. You didn't. Uh, well, I forgot your to go to the. Tactic. Well, what happened was, is I went. I didn't go far enough to the left. Uh-huh. I went a little bit to the left and I slid off in the damn ruts, and all four wheels went to spinning on them fucking V treads out there. So I can tell you what happened. Yeah. At least you had all four tires. I was stuck. No, he the was whole stuck. damn truck was underwater, and the damn water was about halfway up the doors. And this one was sitting beside me, and she was like, I don't know what to do. And I'm like, you just sit here. And I had to Dale Earnhardt out the fucking back of it. And I, I ran it over the, uh, over the window, and I said, Jonah, you got to come get me now because there's water to the top of the hood, and the truck is still running. Get me out now. Yep. If we weren't about to wrap this up, we have a story about Jacob getting stuck in my truck. Well, real quick. we got a few <laughs> minutes, huh? So, okay, five uh, minutes. All right. I decided I decided to have a few Long Islands, me and a couple buddies, and we, uh, well, me and, me and a good buddy Chandler, to say the least, and, well, we lived on this private runway. Well, leading up to this private runway, my buddy's dad had made a cut through, cutting through the bottom end to kind of cut that corner off so he didn't have to make a big U and he could go visit with the family that owned the, the runway. Well, the next driveway past the runway was a retention pond. I knew this when I was sober. Yeah. However. Didn't matter when you were drunk. About eight Long Islands, and I hope my mother-in-law never listens to this because she would kill me. Eight Long Islands or so, we decide uh, time to go to the house at that point. 
she was working down as a uh, server, so I was like, she's not getting in until late. You know, me and my buddy, we're going out. We're going out all the time. We're getting fucked up. Ooh. <laughs> Boys night out. Boys night out. Until mm, you found out fucking. So I passed up the shortcut road. Ended up in the retention pond. Well, that 1500, it's two-wheel drive, buddy. And HD stands for heavy fucking stuck is all I know. <laughs> so I start back and forth rocking. And I realize, oh shit, we're, you know, we're stuck. At this point, I've done slung mud from asshole to elbow. The windows were cracked. I get out. I'm assessing the situation. And by assessing the situation, you've heard I got a small bladder. So I'm really just taking a piss. Yeah. Taking a piss and I'm looking at it. And about that time... Over the hill where the road comes, I see red and blue lights flashing. Somebody had said that, called in and said that we had ran off the road. Once again, somebody's always watching when you think they're not watching. So I see red and blue lights, and I proceed to button myself up, get ready to go, and uh, I start running. What else do you do? You know, drinking, driving. I was trying to avoid that situation and getting a ticket and uh my buddy's on the other side of the truck and he's like where are you hey what are you doing and he said all i yelled was cops 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 and i was running well he starts following suit well i don't know if you've ever been to an airport or a private runway they don't have a lot of trees on them nope there's not a lot of hiding when the police are driving around looking for people that just sunk a truck in the damn retention pond. So we run up to the one of the only houses that have trees and lay down on our belly. I don't know if you've ever tried to run a mile after drinking heavily, but it doesn't work out. You can't breathe. You start debating on if you want to throw up, contemplating life. That's me sober. <laughs> So then we're like, all right, well, we got another about three quarters of a mile to run to our house and dodge the cops. So I'm like, all right, well, when they go by, we're going to run. We get up. We take off running. This is, I don't know. I don't know what time it was because it was boys' night out, to be honest. So I come beating on the door because Logan's locked it. And, of course, I left the keys in the truck because... <clears throat> well, I wasn't going to get caught up with the keys and the truck, so I thought it was a good idea to leave everything together. So I'm beating on this door, slapped, covered in mud, and when Logan opens it, she said the only thing we yelled was, cops. We ran through the door, we shut the door, we locked it, stripped down out of our mud-soaking clothes, took a shower, and uh, avoided that situation. I went back. You got the truck out later? No, I tried to get the truck out. They called a tow truck. With the cops sitting there, I tried to pay the tow truck, man. I said, look, man, see that house over there with the lights on, the only one on the runway? I'll pay you to take it over there. He's like, man, I can't do that. He's going to follow me. And I was like, well, see, there's two ways to go out. You can either take this highway or you can go the back way, and the back way goes right by my house, and you can just drop it off while he's filling his paperwork out. He didn't drop it off. I had to pay the tow bill. Well, he left his freaking choker chain in the bed of my truck. 
Well, he told me what the bill was supposed to be, and the bill was about triple that when I went to go pick up my truck the next day. So I appreciate him, and I got a badass chain out of that deal. <laughs> got your big old J-hook out of it. I got me a badass J-hook out of it, buddy. He called probably two or three days later and said, Hey, man, you see my chain? I said, without hesitation, no. Never seen a chain in my life. Thanks. Have a good day. Yep. See ya. See ya. Asshole. So more of that story is uh, don't drink too many Long Islands and get in the truck and try to take shortcuts. Go sink Fitlow's truck in the pond. Sink Fitlow's truck. She'll never let me live that one down. There's, never. There's still stains in the truck from it. Mm. Oh. She's still rolling. She is. Chevrolet. 2001. Is that the one y'all drive now? Yup. That was my dad's truck. It's got like 340. He bought it brand new. I was wondering, that damn thing squeaks more than my company truck. That brand yeah, new, it needs some more shocks. That probably. brand new truck I got out there squeaks about as much as that damn thing y'all drove. And it ain't got about 5,800 miles on it. We that's, just that we just right. bought the fucking thing. That sounds about right. They don't build them like they used to. I think, no, I think it's a piece of shit. I think you paid... 30 for it, brand new. It's good luck, it's good luck buying up. a brand new 1500 yeah. HD for $30,000. You ain't doing it. You ain't doing you it. Ain't doing, you can't even drive on a lot and look at trucks. You for can't even buy the base model for that. Exactly. Yeah, I was looking through like my little firebox that has all my important papers and pulled out like pretty much the receipt when he bought it. I'm like, that is insane. You couldn't even buy a car these days for that price no and she's still rolling 21 years later still getting it you done yep all right grandpa's done over there yeah way past bedtime yeah. i got it i'm usually the one in bed before he is by a mile but he's usually in bed by now yeah, nine, nine o'clock i'm Shit, done boy i'm i've been done Yep. I said on the way here, I said, you're driving home. I'm going to take me a mean-ass nap till we get home. Yep. Yep. Well, All right. Well, you done? Wrap yep. it up. Well, like we said, fit low, keyword, give away some 352 shirt and some stickers. And then um, we'll be back next week. We've been running dogs, so um, haven't had no success. We've done pretty good for the first week. I'm proud of the dogs. Dogs are doing pretty good. I'm proud of the dogs this week. And um, I think you're going to Georgia, so you're not going to be part of it this week. I think me and my dad are going to be down there. And then we will, um, after that, I think we're going to go to Georgia. So it's going to be probably some Georgia stories and stuff like that here for the next episode or two. And then we'll we'll get hard into running dogs after that. Hopefully have some success and stuff. So I know we'll have that coming up, go up and hang out with them far as maybe do a tower shoot with them and i know we got some big stuff coming up and like i said in the beginning of the podcast we um we're really happy that we're partner up with florida camo um super great guys i know y'all or y'all are close with them and we'll continue to build this relationship with everybody and we'll keep on going from there i can't wait to see where that goes should be We're pretty, getting there. It should be good with them guys. I know Peter's such a great guy and um, love having a conversation with him. Um, I know he just just got the opportunity to shoot a really nice buck here um, in the last week, so super happy for him. Yep. I'm and, glad uh, to see it 
like you said, everybody is somehow intertwined together through our networking, through Florida Camo. So it's uh, it's it, it's kind of nice to hear that you guys are all gonna team up and do something together. I mean, I'm here in my Florida Camo shirt now. That's got our kennel. Um, they let us throw our kennel logo on and represent, and then they've done some softball jerseys for me. And hell, I remember the first time I ever bought something from him, I had an issue with it without hesitation. They fixed it and sent me a brand new pair without asking. And I think for a small business and, and customer service to be able to, without hesitation, send you a brand new product, not asking. I mean, I think that says a lot. And you guys said you wanted to uh, build off build off people with good characters i'm i'm looking forward to where that grows oh yeah, yeah. I we'll get there it'll go somewhere definitely you mean <clears throat> that's all we're trying to do is just trying to help him build his brand i know you mean he's getting traction for what he has but if we can gain him five ten fifteen more customers that's that's all i'm trying to do for him so it's just relationships build at that point absolutely so like i said in the beginning of the podcast we wouldn't be having this conversation if it wasn't for this podcast so we will we'll keep them rolling yeah we'll so, do it again next week yep so like i said sorry for delay for a couple of days right here but we'll um y'all had to listen to me cough but that was the cost that was the price you had to pay they're yep. just building y'all up for us yeah. yep absolutely so yeah, anyway we'll wait for fucking weeks but <laughs> well i appreciate y'all coming and we'll do it again all right guys glad to be here see y'all thank you